0: Place for people to congregate and to to make sure that that knowledge is passed on within community, but also to future generations. So that's my kind of goal. Is you know, my, my I'm stacking sets to make sure that that knowledge is not forgotten. You know, I'm specifically going, you know, with psychedelics. But you know, one, once we decriminalize it. I think that it will invigorate a, a creative renaissance, you know, within the Bitcoin community. But also to make sure that, you know, this knowledge that we gain, whether it's cryptocurrencies or um, you know, uses of natural medicines, uh plant medicines, um, to access our consciousness. Just the just thought. And um I have a question too. So so, you know we're we're in this dawn you know between it, what, what I would consider the last 500 years is you know the 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 industrial revolution right Be, you know it, it started with the 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 printing press um you know which decentralized the the catholic church into the protestant reformation and there was a lot of um upheaval in in europe especially with that um, but it, it sort it, it allowed for you know these smaller communities to have competing industrialization and 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 so forth. So now that we are kind of at you know the height of the the, the industrial revolution and and these nation states that formed because of it is in the decline. And so now we have this decentralized sort of movements, um, whether it be Bitcoin or um you know various other movements that are kind of running parallel with it um decriminalization is one of them so how how do you all think the the transition between um the the industrial era which is centralized and and this digital era which is decentralized um and how and how how do we bridge that gap between the the digital realm and the, the physical realm, and so a lot of my a, a lot of my question is: we can gather here, you know, in, in digital space and exchange ideas and and mimetically get new information, but how do we push that back into the physical realm?
1: Uh, I would say we actually go back in a step in a way to more lower technologies and um like pre like i guess not lower technologies but um yeah low tech like the solution isn't high tech in a way it's low tech in a way just like small block size is better than big block size like the way we get to that future is actually through low tech solutions um and and we go back to more traditional ways of living and like we reconnect peoples to land and when that happens then we're able to sort of um get out from underneath the yoke of the fiat system, which kind of holds everyone bondage to this sort of uh, concept of that was first taught from colonizing people of progress, quote unquote, right? Like let's take it to even Ireland. Like when, when the British people invaded Ireland in the 1600s, they chopped down all their forests and turned them into farmers because that served the state. Right. So it's that sort of, concept and now we reverse that and bitcoin allows us to reverse it because of one reason it incentivizes energy so when we have a surplus of energy and we'll have a limited amount of scarcity of money and a surplus of energy then we'll solve everything versus the opposite way around for so long it's been a surplus of money and a scarcity of energy
2: are any of you guys familiar with uh, graham hancock's he talks a lot about like ancient civilizations and, um, stuff like that. And he, his big belief is we're a species with amnesia is the way he puts it. Meaning we had a lot of this, you know, technology that we were a lot higher tech back then in ancient times, more than we actually think, but it was just in a different way. Um, you think about today is looking more like, you know, dystopia where back then i mean who knows what kind of technology they had back then uh you know humanity humans have been around for what ten thousand years and we only really only think about the last 200 300 years who knows what's in between that
3: yeah like yeah i'll just comment on your question decriminalized nature of regarding like how to connect the real world to or excuse me, like the digital world to the physical world. And like my answer to that would be it's done through oracles, which is like what connects, you know, the, the physical world to the blockchains. And it's like essentially just a third party. Um, I have to, I have to push back on that, bro. Like uh, I feel like yeah. that's,
1: that's, <laughs> that leads us to further problems. Like that's where we go as far as dystopian goes. That pulls us into dystopia. Like that's what I mean by like we yeah. need to go towards more low-tech solutions like we need less things on a blockchain the only blockchain we need is the
3: one that is over money right cuz that's the only thing that needs to be scarce like maybe you need less things on a blockchain but like data needs to be on a blockchain and like with more and more data you can make better and better decisions and like that's I mean, and that's where the oracles come into play because it provides like the truth machine essentially to the to the blockchains by a decentralized network
2: I don't see how you can have a truth if you have to trust an Oracle. You have to trust a third party, you know, there's, yeah. there's really no way to solve that problem yeah, as far problem, as I know. Yeah. The problem is solved
3: by the most decentralization. And like, even then, sure, like you can logically argue that you'll never get to a true accurate answer, but it's the most true and most accurate answer attainable with modern technology.
1: But if we, if we have money as that, if we have immutable money and value can be measured accurately, why do we need to tokenize the rest? Why? Like why? I, I just, that's why I, my question always kind of settles to that. It's like the, the problem that exists in society is a governance scalable issue. Like it's, a, it's a problem of how we scale our governments. Like, We don't actually govern ourselves. We entrust that to a third party that we imagine to be a part of ourselves, but they're not. So that's, that's really the part that is a key dividing factor. It's less to do with what information and what data is there we just need to change the systems and the scale of systems when we when we decentralize like you're right about the decentralization but it needs to come from like literally the ground up like we need to decentralize like everything and stop relying on any sort of chains or anything like um like michael says like crypto traveler he says he says act like the state already doesn't exist and like, it's the people that act like the state already doesn't exist that will prosper in the future
3: yeah i mean it starts at like you said at the grassroots like it starts with decentralizing the data and that's what in my opinion Chainlink does is like it allows people it's open source software that anyone can run and provide information to the blockchains and in that way more and more people providing data yeah but look who funds
1: it man look who's behind that shit it's like the type of foundation foundations that want to enslave humanity they're the same type of foundations pushing a carbon narrative they're the same foundations that want um eugenics like that's that's the people that want that sort of version of the future. Like, that's not the v- version of the future that I think free people can exist within. I think that th- we need the inherent chaos and disorder that comes from being a human. Like, we need that. That's what makes us human is, like, nature, if you look at a forest, it looks completely chaotic. But there's an, an, org- there's an organization underneath it that's uh, too complex to Categorize and like sterilize, right? And and to me, the reason oracles are so dangerous is because it leads to the sterilization of everything even further. Like in my opinion, it's already too sterilized, but it becomes more sterilized in that version. I
4: agree. I want to jump in here real quick. The question was, how do we wield this power, our newfound technological power, for good? And the answer is, you cannot. Power is inherently uh, corrupting.
5: Facts. I mean, that's uh, human nature in general. Like, we're all self-interested. Um, my my question is, this kind of goes along with, like, the decentralization of information. Um, have you, are you, is any of you familiar with helium? And if you are, what are your thoughts on it? I don't know if that's what Scro- uh, Scrooge McLink was getting at.
2: Like, like the gas, or is that a shit coin or something?
5: No, it's a token that um basically like works with smart contracts with the flow of information. Um and it's a decentralized I'm I'm not exactly sure how to explain it. I, I'm not very knowledgeable about it.
0: Yeah, it's a. I've looked into a helium um uh as an alternative way of communication. Um so and I'm actually on the for 5G miner. Um, What it is, is a proof of. um, It it runs on a proof of. I can't remember the actual proof of shit. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like. Yeah, it's basically like. So they started with Wi Fi networks. So with the Internet of Things, um, it's decentralized. You know, people pop up these Wi Fi's and then get paid basically for providing coverage. That's what it is. Decentralized isn't just like a keyword for good, though. Is because decentralized, like,
1: decentralized just because it's decentralized doesn't mean that yeah. like like the internet of things is evil like in my opinion it's evil like that's where it's headed is to further enable evil That like that's all it serves to do like what Tao said like you can't you can't kind of use power for good in the way that it ultimately corrupts and the reason why bitcoin is so fundamental is it takes that power out of humans hands right yeah but just
0: so so it's 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 definitely decentra- more decentralized than what it is today. I mean, right now we get our internet through our fiber you know, companies, and and we rely on that coverage, right? So, and then you know, like, I mean, I'm looking at like, all right, if I wanted to pop up a, a, a cabin in the middle of nowhere, and I want to have access to the internet, okay, yeah, Blockstream has you know satellite connections, and I could you know I'm able to connect to to the network. But the the helium network, you know, in inner city, um, provides a network coverage of uh, you know that's alternative to sort of the the the, the corporate model, right? Uh, so that you know, basically users are you know th- that's providing the coverage, right? Providing the Wi-Fi, providing the five G network um, can be paid in these tokens. Uh, that's basically what helium is. And it's an interesting project. I, I'm kind of looking at it as an aside, not as a form of money, but as a form of decentralized coverage. Because right now, you know, I mean, no, so that's a that's
6: that that's exactly
5: um, what I was trying to get at with that. Um, I'm also looking into it. My roommate's been mining it, um, and you get paid when information flows through your cell um, um, on the network. Um, It actually has a very grassroots, like, motivation behind the project. At least that's what it looks like in theory. I mean, I'm not going to endorse it. Um, I just think it's something to consider um, because it does appear to be... Does it pay in Bitcoin or does it pay in their token
1: that's pre-mined and whatever? It pays in their (laughs) token.
7: yeah see it's it's on some
1: kind of scheme like all these so-called use cases all have like an agenda you know and that's what i'm trying to say like all this like it's like it's like blockchain came out and they're like oh we can use this technology to do all these fucking things but like there's that doesn't take away the problems like the problems that exist aren't because enough things are categorized and tracked like we have too much of that shit we need to strip that parts parts of that we need to strip society back down to what it it should be composed of like that. I feel like the the, no. the, 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 prosperity of humans isn't tied to more data. It's tied to more energy.
3: Yeah. But see, like, I, I kind of agree with what you're, you're saying there, but like, think of, you mentioned that the internet of things was evil. And like, just from my perspective, when you say that, like, I think of the internet of things, if it can be done in a right or correct way, I think of it as truth. Like the truth about what's going on around you, like all the data existing in the world, and like, I mean, how can you say that the truth of your surroundings is evil? Like, because
1: it always with, puts someone in charge. There's always someone who has
3: access to that surveillance camera that you're building for the
1: world, and that's the problem.
3: Yeah, but well, what about if I had access to it also? Like, if everyone had access to the truth, like we could all make our own decisions, and then in that way, it's beneficial to society. That's called One, that's
2: called Bitcoin.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just I'm seeing what
5: everyone thinks. But um, I do think that Helium, from what it appears to be, it's challenging big, te- big telecom like these AT&T, you know, CenturyLink, these bigger internet providers um, are like scared shitless because it's a much more people centric.
0: Yeah. um yeah. Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm purely you know involved just just to understand it. I mean, I, that's how I started with Bitcoin. You know, it, it's just it's just for me, the knowledge, the learning. You know, what alternatives are out there. I mean, that's the curiosity that gets me involved in these, in these various projects. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'll put a. You know, I I don't own any HNT, but I'm actually on the list to get a miner because I want to learn how how it works and, and how, how, it, you know, how it displays out. That's more of what I'm after. More if than they married this to Lightning, but, you I know, feel like
1: it might have some potential.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, but how, how are we going to get internet, though? That's my, my question is, all right, you know, b- Bitcoin's fine, but you have to have access to the internet in order to, to That's do what it. I mean, this, so, this
1: tied to Lightning as a way to create a mesh network. This, this idea facts. works, but because they have their token linked to it, I don't trust it
5: and that's a
0: reasonable okay. concern. Yeah, that's that, that that that's legit. you know, and 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 you know, I mean maybe there'll be a, a layer 3 solution on bitcoin that oh,
6: yeah. you know,
0: is tied to some kind of a, a of a you know, a, a communication device whether you know, I mean Blockstream is doing it through satellite communication. Um, you know, but you know, it, w- will there be a land-based sort of of, you know, internet mesh that you know, people can can connect
6: to
2: are you familiar with uh sphinx chat no it's a communication network built on top of bitcoin where you can stream sats real time to one another and it's completely centralist it's its own literally its own form of the internet it's web 3.0 but built on top of bitcoin no shitcoin token what was it called it's called sphinx chat oh
0: sphinx chat yeah Yeah, I've heard I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it in in sort of the podcast space, right? Like Adam Curry, those guys in Austin are working on um the 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 Sphinx chat. I, it, has anybody tried South, it? Yeah, I have not. Sats radios
1: on there. We get we get we get streamed some of the ep- episodes uh, oh, okay. like Bra- Breakfast okay. Club for example. They're more popular. They have more more kind of of an
6: audience and people stream them like thousands of sats every day.
0: Okay. Oh, so that's what you're referring to for, for the radio.
1: I'm not too sure what it is, comes is on it Chat. Be, some of it might be through Breeze, some of it's through Sphinx Chat.
6: There's a few different platforms, um, but they, uh-huh. yeah, they consistently get sats streamed to them. And,
2: and the point being that a network built on top of the Lightning Network. And right now it's in its infancy. There's it not much. It's mostly text chat, you know, podcasts are built through that. But I mean, in the future that can be built out. But. It's like a, it's it's like it's
1: pushing the needle forward, right? But like these ideas that, for example, Helium is doing is just, well, I the the concept is interesting, and I see how the potential of it could be useful for connecting bitcoin nodes, for example i just think that there's already that the inherent push that bitcoin is is pushing all that forward and that's why everything else that isn't bitcoin is literally just distracting from the purpose and it's and it's um imagine if everyone in the world right now that was all in their own crypto thing right which they're usually invested in because they're usually companies run by people ceos etc etc but like let's just imagine in this hypothetical world none of that shit exists and they all just work on bitcoin how much further ahead of to bitcoin hyper bitcoinization would we be by now right how much further ahead of the fiat shit race would we be right now
0: yeah i mean i you know i was a young i was like 18 when the dot-com boom was happening and you know i live in seattle so like you know, I mean, at the beginning of the the internet, there were so many websites too that no longer exist today. I mean, these these you know alternatives they provide competition, and I think I think that competition drives Bitcoin to be better. So, so you know, yeah, I I hear you. Yeah, we want to go to the moon tomorrow, but it's not going to happen. It's going to be over the next decade, and these com you know competition basically. You know, I think drives layer two, layer three solutions, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, You know, to be honest, the ecosystem has to compete. You know, we always kind of take the forest floor. You know, we're all competing for those resources, which is developer time, right? But as these these you know these altcoins shit coins you know collapse and
2: I just think that you know, I mean, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I just think at the end of the day, all these shit coins, all these whatever all insert buzzword, blockchain, whatever, at the end of the day, it's just a scam to steal your bitcoin. That's all we need is a decentralized money you know that that's that's the yeah whole, if that's you're the just whole
0: looking point. at it, yeah, if you're just looking at it from a you know speculative per, you know perspective, yeah, I agree, but there are some interesting technologies that's being developed. And, you know, I mean, Lightning Network, too, I mean, was being pushed because there was, you know, valid complaint about, you know, it's slow. So, you know, I was around when when I did my first transaction. I was like, man, how come this takes like 45 minutes? Well, yeah, you know, it has to go throughout the entire world, right, and then come back. So I was like, okay, well, no, it's a learning curve. But then like this year I got strike and I finally I did my first transaction on the lightning node and I was like, man, this is a fucking game changer, you know, so that that's kind of what pushed me into the maxi mode this year is just like, okay, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's here now. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll get you know I'll get all my you know and it's it's I'll, I'll at least all of my my energy into Bitcoin.
1: It's not just uh, instant payments too; it's all the smart contracting a- ability. Yeah. So, like, you can bypass bureaucracy completely now with Lightning Network.
0: Yeah, sure thing. And you know, it's going to be important. What I want to see is like, so like, I'm looking at my Bitcoin not as mine, but I want it to be a legacy project for for what I want to do. So what I want it to do, and I don't have any children, so like basically if I want I want this to be a legacy that I can stand on, you know, have the foundation to provide a, a psych, you know, a psilocybin uh, retreat, um, and then and then build that into a smart contract of some sort, like a will that can, you know, keep providing right that space. So, like, I want to see, Th-
3: like, amazing. services like that. Develop. Yeah, yeah, and, like, all, <clears throat> all that stuff is happening, and, like, I have nothing negative to say about Bitcoin, but, like, the real question we should be asking is, like, how can blockchain technology best be- benefit humanity? And the answer to that question, based on my research, is fully connected smart contracts. You know, as the host mentioned, like, smart contracts are what's important. And you can make a will, as you mentioned, like, through something like, Deco technology, D E C O, which is owned by Chainlink, and like you know, it can provide data to the contract that you are in fact dead. You know, like uh, multiple hospitals or you know obituaries confirmed your death, and like boom, the payout from your will occurs. You know, a- automatically through a smart contract.
0: Yeah, keep me keep me in the loop on those kind of developments because I'm really curious about how to establish like a foundation, really like a legacy foundation that's going to live forever on the internet yeah, exactly. even if I'm dead. It's
3: called middleware. You know? It's called middleware and it connects the legacy systems to the digital, you know, blockchain economy and it's done through an oracle which Chainlink provides. And you know, anyone can create an oracle, but Chainlink is the most trusted and they're already working with all these like major corporations to get this type of stuff to happen through like insurance contracts like you mentioned yeah but all it does is further entrench the current
1: system into the digital world i'm trying to say like we're i just think as hu- as humans we should try to go the opposite way like that's
0: so so kind of on a uh, one step level up like do you know as as the bitcoin community are we going to build everything from the ground up or co-op the you know part of the current system what do you guys that's think? what i'm saying
1: they build we literally build everything from the ground literally up because if we don't do that it doesn't matter they're, they're going to just take bitcoin and they're going to esg it and they're going to etf it and they're going to they're going to fucking fuck with it in every way that they can and and drag this process on as long as they possibly can and siphon as much fucking resources out of the people as they possibly can and try to like position themselves in these like sort of monopolies that they want to rule humanity with. And like, yeah, it comes down to all the bureaucracy that, that this bullshit fiat system over the last 200 years is built upon. And like to put all that in, into, into cyberspace on oracles and blockchains and all this shit is like, it only further entrenches that system. We, we need to literally yeah. go backwards and then go rebuild from the ground up. Cause now we have perfect money. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, all it does is further bury us in
3: these weird cycles. Dude, yeah, I can, I completely understand what you're saying. And I wish that were the case. But from my perspective, like, what they're going to do is, is co-opt the current system. And, like, unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. They can
1: try. They can try. And, like, for the most part, the masses may just follow right on that tune, right? But at a certain point, Bitcoin, the power that Bitcoin provides... It goes beyond what Bitcoin it does. It what's what the people do that use Bitcoin, right? They they become like they, they they become this 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 thing so that if you're stuck in the current in the if you say you're on your your Fed coin chain link freaking combination, lifestyle, internet of things, rat race, blah 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 blah, and you can see over the fence, oh hey, look at those Bitcoin people over there living uh, a completely resource independent lifestyle um and they do pretty well and like wow that's interesting I mean, maybe we want to live more like that and at, at a certain point the meritocracy that nature is wins out because bitcoin is a i would argue a phenomenon of nature it aligns with the principles and laws of nature
0: yeah i mean that's the ideal right so so i mean you know i mean how do you envision i mean i guess at, at the grassroots level like you know we 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 start Various projects, right? And then, and then, you know, I, I think, I think we're, I mean, the rest of my life, I think at least we're going to have, you know, both systems coexisting um together. And then, you know, as as the demographics kind of shift, you know, the boomers start dying off, and you know, I'm Gen X, but once we get into late, you know, you know, and you know, t- toward the end of our life, I think that we're, we'll start to see more of a a, a converted. You know, type of society, the 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 decentralization part of it taking over, um, but I I think you know I mean the 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 transition period. I, I mean I don't know. I mean, what do you guys have? What what are your thoughts on like the transition period? How how long are we looking at this transition to to? Yeah, I want to happen? piggyback on that
4: question. How how many years? How many more years
3: will Pfizer? have a monopoly on the pharmacia, on the, on the drugs.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the decentral, I'm sorry, the decriminalization movement, um, you know, we're trying to get the power back from big pharma. Right. And there's a huge battle within the, the psychedelic space as well um, between, you know, the, the, the big pharma co-opting, you know, psilocybin and, and putting ip on it and how to how to you know in various drugs and so on so you know the the decriminalization movement is to make sure that the power stays with the people and that we have the power to grow you know gift and 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 exchange um you know these valuable plant medicines whereas you know the medical model which i think will win unfortunately but you know, I mean, the, you know, the, the the decentralized movements of decriminalization is trying to get ahead of that curve as well, just like Bitcoin is trying to get ahead of the, the, the co-opting of, you know, big corporations. You know, I mean, you're starting to see banks now, you know, start to provide services, you know, to allow to Bitcoin. But, you know, how much of that? how much is going to be co-opted versus how much is going to be, you know, these decentralized grassroots movements that I think provides fertility for, you know, diversity of ideas. And I think that's an important part. You know, the, the centralization, you know, sterilized everything. It standardized everything. So, it's not meeting everybody's needs anymore. So now it's become corrupt and and rotten. So so these big central institutions are, are starting to crumble, and we as a, a as a, a a network, right, of of humans, we're, we're a network of humans, are exchanging ideas on saying, okay, at, at at our local level, what can we do to make sure that you know. You know, whatever the, the the central command is not providing for us, we we were able to provide that at least within our families and communities.
3: Yeah, like everything, in my opinion, is going to be co opted. And take a look at the chart I posted up top um, about the how fast it's going to happen. Like in my opinion, the foundation has already been laid, and it simply is just a matter of like existing systems connecting their APIs to the new blockchain system. Um, but anyway. Yeah, what's our Bitcoin
6: bomb?
5: I think with that, like one of the biggest limitations to uh, co-opting is how big of a squeeze inflation is going to put on the monetary system. Um, I think that's really going to push people towards Bitcoin more than anything else. I'm not sure that it's such a positive action that we have to take. I just think it's a matter of time before that shift happens towards Bitcoin because yes. of the Federal Reserve and the central banks.
1: 100% dude that that's what I mean like all this shit's happening it's gonna happen they're gonna do it they're gonna build back better blah 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 vaccinated 18 times a year like yeah for sure they're gonna do all that shit but like that that that's the whole what do you think the oracle's for like all that shit's gonna lead into that sort of perfect system of slavery right so it, it this is where it's happening it's it's the inflation causes a split in the herd, right? You get the remnant who they, they see the signal, they hear about Bitcoin, they research, they understand, and they're like, holy shit, I need to just get the fuck out of this whole rat race, like completely. How do I, how do I figure out how I'm going to create Bitcoin for myself? Well, the cool fucking shit about Bitcoin is you can literally like move into the middle of the forest and, and farm it, just like you used to be able to back in the fucking day. If you wanted to separate from the shit, you could go and connect yourself to the land and you could become human again, and you could have other humans around you that build a community of humans that think and live like you, right? Your tribe, so to speak. And if you ask me, that's how humans are really designed to be. That's what we're meant to be. That's how we're meant to live. So the fucking bullshit fiat system is going to do its thing. But as it, as it, it cr- increases inflation and it pulls the rug, so to speak, on the middle class, they're kind of like sifted into different groups. And the the masses, the majority of the herd will just go off the cliff with the rest of them because they're herd animals. And, and they're going to kind of merge into the central bank, digital currency economy that's built on the internet of things and all these smart contracts and all this like shit where you got to kind of jump through 700 hoops every year, just to kind of like be a good citizen quote unquote. And like, that's where it's leading to, and like, if you want to live in that world, you gotta drink the kool-aid fully like and 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 if you don't think right, well, we're gonna have consequences for you and And the people that can see the writing on the wall about that, they're bitcoiners because they're like, "Fuck this, like we're out. This is bullshit, We're buying Bitcoin, and we're like building a way out of this shit and and that's what I'm trying to say, like I think that the year twenty two twenty two is like post Bitcoin, so it's like Bitcoin has done its thing like it's already had its change, it's already had its impact on the world, and it's kind of did 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 its work, and now it's just a part of things it exists as like the sky and the earth exists in in this time right and 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 that's sort of what I mean by like. All this stuff is going to come and go. It's going to happen. But like Bitcoiners are building the real future. And it, it might start as a fringe movement, but it, it will become the movement eventually.
8: And I think to your point, Max Kaiser says it, in my opinion, the best. Um, he says Bitcoin's already won. And it, I think I very much am in agreement with that. Bitcoin's already won. It's just a matter of the rest of the world to catch up. And certainly, like decriminalize, you said that yeah, you don't think you're going to see these changes in your lifetime. but I think we will, considering that in the first 10 years of its existence, it went from being, as they say, rat poison to legal tender of a, of a nation. That's a lot in 10 years for a new currency by any measure, right? Yeah. And so certainly, and it yeah. seems like the change that it's, it's it, like, I was having a conversation with a few people this morning with regards to what are, like, what do we see coming forward? Uh, for a lot of things. And one of the things is that it seems like crypto as a whole seems to be filling the gaps that centralized um, systems are no longer able to fill. So one particular example is, for example, the credit issue, right? So they're seizing credit, like they're tightening uh, credit requirements and so on and so forth. While they're doing that, you have a whole crypto world that's Uh, uh, sorting itself out to be able to give credit in a different kind of way where people still need credit, right? Especially right now at a time where people have less money and, and more expenses. So there, there are a lot of opportunities in the demise of the traditional system that present opportunities for the crypto space. And certainly we have the brain power within the crypto space to not only take advantage of those things, to those opportunities, but certainly to thrive. And especially the centralized system at this point, its competition is a decentralized system. And that is the death of it. Because it will never, ever be able to compete. Whether we're talking about lending facilities, whether we're talking about insurance companies, whether we're talking about any major necessary kind of structure for societies to operate, we can convert all of these models into a decentralized model. And that is what we're understanding now. The The question, I guess, now is in terms of technology, is like, how do we do it? Like, actually, technically set up all these things. and. If we were able to go from rat poison to legal tender in 10 years, I would argue that certainly we will have solutions for these things within the next five. And It's if the we energy. Have, right? And if we have solutions for these things within the next five, it's already game over, basically. And these motherfuckers, by all their actions, what I see them doing is they already know the game is up. And they're trying to rape as much of it as they possibly can before the game is all, like, before it completely collapses. So, certainly, our future is very, very, very bright, I think. And it will happen a lot faster than we expect, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, let, let me clarify, too. To what, what I mean is, yeah, I, I do think that Bitcoin will, will I mean, the, the rails are already there, right? The internet already exists. So it's going to be much. I mean, the the what Scrooge um, put up here, the the adoption curves, right? As you go toward the right, you know, technology on top of technology moves faster. So yeah, I do think that the you know the adoption of Bitcoin um, is going to be like within. I'm looking at the five to ten year time frame as well. But what I'm saying is that the current fiat system is not going to stop existing in ten years. There's going to be government money certainly. there's going to be institutions certainly right so 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 what i'm saying is uh, you know I, what i think is going to happen is there's just going to be internet communities like bitcoin i consider you know the network of humans that um and bitcoin is like an insurance in a in a in and in a bank on the internet where basically i can store my energy my human labor energy into the network while i don't need it right now but but you know somebody else you know uh halfway across the world might need to access it right so uh, what what i see is like um you, you know if you look into i i got into when i was traveling a couple years ago i ended up staying at a couple odd fellows like you know you know and and elks lodges and various other things, so I kind of like went into a rabbit hole about what all that was about and so they 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 were fraternal organizations that were basically insurance programs, so during the height of the industrial revolution, you know let's just say a miner gets you know like dies in a in a in a you know a collapsed mine and so there was you know organizations set up for the widows and children that would basically take care of them if you know somebody working in the mine or like there was a horrible accident in the in in the factories so what i see is bitcoin is it, a kind of a similar global um insurance network right and banking as it should work and, and so that we can store you know collectively store our energy Um, You know for our future selves, but also for our, you know, you know brothers and sisters around the world right who need it So, you know as hodlers, that's what we're protecting is that yeah, you know, I'm you know, we're not We we think that the network is going to grow and I and I completely agree with you that it will grow within five to ten years but the fiat system I think will still, you know, exist in in at least in my lifetime. Now, twenty-two twenty-two, probably not. But like within the first cycle, the first eighty year cycle or whatever the seculum, um, you know, eighty to a hundred years, you know, I think it's gonna be kind of like just like gold tapered out, right? Gradually over time, you know, from World War Two, World War you know, World War One to World War Two to, to nineteen seventy one. I think it's gonna, you know, fiat money or government money that provides services for institutions um, are still going to, you know, stick around.
8: I I would agree with you that they would still be around. I just don't think they're going to be of any value. And and I think they're going to be impotent. And, and like the same way as I see like Venezuelan, Venezuelan currency or Zimbabwean currency, it's like still around, but it's worthless. Nobody gives two shits about it. And it, almost the same way that we see banks now. So you, as a Bitcoiner, your relationship to banks is that they're utterly irrelevant to you at this point. And they still exist. But imagine now more of us are in the same position. Yeah, they exist, but they're utterly irrelevant. So who cares? Like, it, they just die out on their own. You know what I mean? But, but I do agree with you that I do think they are still, potentially, they'll still be around. I just don't think they'll be of any value to us. Or yeah. That's it.
2: Totally. They'll still be around as long as they wield the power of the money printer and the cantillionaires can control every industry that we see today. But what I what I see in this transition to, you know, the Bitcoin standard is these groups of people, these Bitcoiners, they can just opt out, you know. We we don't have to we don't have to use your banks, we don't have to take your medicine you know we don't have to do any of that we can opt out and form our own local communities tribes whatever you want to call it and you know live on a bitcoin standard have a local circular bitcoin economy i don't see why that can't happen
6: hello hello hi 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 Well, I think we settled that one. <laughs> Bitcoin's gonna make it. Hell yeah. Well, now that we've solved the world problems, what next, fellas <laughs> and lady? What's the best five ingredients that you? Could eat nonstop like if you had to only have five ingredients for the rest of your life, which five would they be dude
3: i'll just I'll Me? go quickly like garlic onion, steak, uh, green pepper and um, rice
6: man, I like that that was a quick draw answer The thing I would do.
8: Salads, mushrooms, um, like a steak or something, two more, chickpeas, and, oh, shit, no, 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 fuck the chickpeas. Um, Olive oil and lemons. Is anybody talking or is it just, I'm having technical issues?
2: (laughs) I don't think anyone's talking. I just came in here. Here, <clears throat> it's
8: not just
6: me. then. Yep, it's quiet. What up, Mo? What up, Bitcoin bomb? Yo. What's up, guys? Chilling. I just got back. I'm trying to take over. So came back. You just got back, Mo. Trying to take
8: over. That's the time doing, I'm
6: trying you do know?
8: Mo. Take over. Time to take over. That's exactly right, sir.
2: Time to crash Bitcoin. Ah,
8: okay. Not equity. <laughs> That's blasting me around these parts now, equity.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I think Bitcoin's taking a breather. He'll come back. Connection there. Yo, <clears throat> what uh, would I miss? Um, I don't know, man nothing actually do <laughs> so you see you think bitcoin going down um i don't know i can't really
2: i don't you know i don't have the same tools i have on the main asset classes but um like what, i don't know would you guys consider bitcoin part of the like reflation trade i mean in terms of short term in the tape like it's it's pretty correlated with uh oil and then you know
6: yields rise and low. And I feel like it's part of that reflation trade rotation. What's your opinion? My thoughts, stay humble, stack sides. That's it. <laughs> nice. So I
2: we did compare it, I
6: think
8: even with FOMO. Um we're comparing it to UK oil in terms of price action. And and you're right. There is like the, the, the trend is very similar, but what's interesting is that oil seems to follow the price action of big, like, like whatever they say, when Bitcoin hits a high it, it, oil follows it after, but it is, the pattern is similar um, equity. You're right. Yeah. From what I'd right. be wrong, but yeah, yeah, you're right. You do have,
6: I agree, yeah. Um, You know, crude oil is
2: obviously, you know, it's shed like 5%. So me saying it's rolling over, I'm kind of already saying what happened. But I think that there's a possibility that we could have seen the highs, the 2021 highs in oil. I mean, definitely a possibility. No one's talking about it. Everyone is kind of... uh,
8: but I think the big difference between oil and Bitcoin is in terms of supply, right? There, like, supply and demand, really, right? So the demand for oil has, um, I would argue, decreased, right? Declined, certainly, over the last two years, especially considering global lockdown, manufacturing um, issues, um, supply chains issues like we literally have a whole bunch of cargoes stuck at a whole bunch of ports that aren't moving around right so certainly on one end it's like the the demand has decreased to 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 a great extent but yet price has increased right okay. um so that's that's an interesting relationship right B- between an asset and the price the fact that the demand has decreased and yet that asset continues to increase whereas in um, Bitcoin seems to have a reverse it thing, right? So demand has increased, supply has decreased and continues to decrease. And that's where the price action is, like, that's why it's so high, right? So on one end, it's almost like, I would argue that there's there seems to be, because of that, my suspicion would be, because Bitcoin is not... Um, it's not run by people to uh, that have access to the printing presses, right? I would argue that that growth in, in Bitcoin is more organic and natural and truthful, if you will, right? Whereas in maybe the price of oil is manipulated, and so and as and as long as it has that relationship to the printing presses, certainly can continue to be manipulated, but they can't really manipulate the. Um, do you
2: know what I mean? Like no, Bitcoin. no, I was just going to agree. Um, yeah, like Bitcoin, uh, oil is more nip, uh, manipulated than Bitcoin. Um, but obviously, equities is the most, is more manipulated by the two. I mean, we saw oil went to zero or negative the May contract last year. Um, but Bitcoin is a pure supply and demand. It's, it's a technical analyst, analyst's dream because there's no intervention. Like you said, it's very, there's a lot of price discovery exactly
8: right is it you know what's um so it's just something that kind of came to mind with uh, with regards to this is that um you know the the astrological indicator on on the trading view
2: um no, no. all right
8: it's it's really weird but it's really funny but um it's like a, the moon indicator if you ever have time check it it's really interesting but when you put it in with bitcoin it's, it really seems to have like, you do see kind of a pattern with regards to that. And we were kind of, we were in the spaces once and somebody explained it to me. Um, In a way where it was, whatever. The, uh, so basically they said that the reason why um, that could be, right? Is when, if you have an asset that's, um, that's kind of removed from traditional market manipulation right and it works more on real so actual real supply and demand I mean it's interesting the relationship between that and the moon and certainly we have patterns with with the moon right so like um I think once something that I learned that day was um when the moon when it's a full moon there's like um accidents, there's certain things like um, hospitals, crime rate, it it increases during that time. So, and this has been something, a pattern apparently that's existed since the seventies. So there are certain relationships patterns that we have with the moon. And essentially the whole idea is we go back, like if you take the manipulation out of an asset, it kind of goes back to working with human nature. And so it makes sense that it would have a closer connection to the moon, in a way, if that makes any sense. But just check it out; it's it's just such an interesting little um, indicator to to add to a chart and follow.
6: Okay. Okay.
2: Where can I where can I find more on that? That's really
8: interesting. Um, it's. Uh, it's it's an actual. Hold on, I'll look it up on Trading View right now, and I'll I'll let you know the name of the indicator because it's it, it is interesting. Like you put it up with Bitcoin, yeah. and it seems to have a pattern. You put it up with some shit, and it looks like schizophrenia on a on a chart. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, at the end of the day, humans are we're just animals, and you know, if you're a hunter or a fisher, you know, it's full moon, you're catching fish, you're shooting animals. I mean, it, it the full moon makes animals and fish more active. At the end of the day, we're just animals. It's kind of weird. But yeah, that that's interesting.
1: Right? It's like Bitcoin being a phenomenon of nature. Uh, it's interesting how it correlates to something like moon phases, which is almost a, a significant display of that. Equity, what does 2222 look like to you?
2: Wait, what? what's that, man? 22? What are you referring
6: No, the, the year. year.
2: Oh. Like, like
1: basically like 80, 82 oh. years after the last Bitcoin uh, is issued on the network.
2: Uh, I don't really have an opinion on Bitcoin, man. I'm not really knowledgeable in Bitcoin, so I don't trade Bitcoin. So. But um, guess I don't know. For Bitcoin, the, what, what's my outlook? I have no idea. Yeah.
6: So it's called Moon
8: Cycles on TradingView, and it's by InSilica, I believe. InSilico. And at present, it has 2,223 followers or users or something. Oh,
2: yeah, I found it. Yeah, it is pretty schizo. We must sound like schizo's to Equity over here.
8: (laughs) No, Equity is (laughs) young and open-minded and, like, no, he's a smart cat. He's he's a (laughs) Honestly. Young and intelligent, it's, just, it's impressive that he's already, like, to be so young and, like, you know, already exposing yourself to all this information and everything, it's, it's commendable, right? Especially when you have, like, the the goats in the traditional systems that aren't even interested. So, I was, like, that's the future of uh, trading, I think.
2: We're all the future, man.
8: No, not everybody's going to make it equity. Sorry.
6: <laughs> not everybody's
8: going to make that. You hope so. I, I was just joking.
2: Not fun for
6: bad joke. John, what's up, bro? What's happening? Hey, John. What does is, what is twenty-two twenty-two look like to you?
9: Ah, uh, déjà vu. It's gonna be. <laughs> it, it's gonna be the second turning of the uh, of the third cycle. out from here.
6: 82 years after the last bitcoins
9: issued on the network. I'm sure fees, I'm sure fees will have gone up. The algorithm will have kicked in even stronger and incentivized those, uh, those fees. Where do you think, do you think society is
1: completely like, how do you think, how do you think society's structured? How do you see like, like,
9: give me a, give me a, give me a version. I think it's going to be more advanced technologically, possibly, um, but we're going to still repeat our same mistakes. We have deja vu and the same problems that have occurred in the past. will keep repeating and we'll continue to have wars and uh, deaths and genocide um, to then, you know, learn our lessons, reawaken, uh, have uh, an amazing time in history and then repeat it again. Because the, the default mode for humanity is, is, is amazing, yet it's so awful. We do feel like one shoe fits all. We feel like we must control others. We feel like they must get in line with our beliefs. And there's something, evolutionary-wise, it was great for tribes, right? That's how we survived. But to then feel so inclined to push that idea onto the masses because you think you know best and you're smartest guy or girl in the room uh it's a tragedy repeating itself over and over through history
8: but can
9: you expand on that a little bit john so so the the, the where we're in the fourth turning the seculum is is latin for the life cycle of a person 80 years give or take and the reason why it's so important is because we forget we haven't we, we we begin to have amnesia so when you have a grandparent that's alive and if you care enough right to to be wise enough at, at, to be in an age where you even will listen to what they're saying uh you'll take in some of their information and then they pass right they they go from living to dying and once that happens those stories become mythology from your parents Under hearing some of the stories. And then you might repeat some of the more interesting stories to your children. So really, most of the important information is lost. And then we just go into a state of just relearning, making the same mistakes over and over again.
8: All right. Well, do you think that maybe with the advent of a whole new... um innovation and in technology being like blockchain, especially do, um, in the same way that the internet's impact on our world over the last, you know, several decades. Do you think that maybe um, that the, the fact that we have this new technology will have some measure in terms of maybe being able to overcome the, the fourth Point of the turning, I guess, or uh, if I'm posing my question properly.
9: Yeah, I think I think I know what you're you're asking, and, and you know what, uh, that's exactly the only ray of light that I have. You know, just just a couple of what, just how many how many years ago was this? Thirty years ago, most of the people on Earth did not even understand the idea of what something that was decentralized was, and I'm, I'm, I go back to the same analogy that. The same story, right? That that I that I read from a book called "The um, Starfish and the Spider," where when the internet first started, this French company met with this American company, and the American company wanted to create an, a web page for this French company, and the Americans thought they were something was getting lost in translation because the interpreter kept telling them that the 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 CEO of this French company wants to know who the who the president of the internet is. Or the CEO of the internet? It was who the, who's this leader of the internet? That way they can talk to that person because they don't want they don't want to talk to this middleman here. And they kept trying to explain to this French, uh, you know, business owner that there was no president nor CEO of the internet. It was decentralized, and it, they went back and forth so long that eventually the American just gave up and said, "Okay, tell him I'm I'm the president of the internet." And once they did that, they did business, and then he started a webpage for the guy or took off from there. I'm not sure what other services they have provided this company. And so that was the world in a snapshot at that point in time where we didn't fully understand even what decentralized was. Now, we experienced it, right? We had we had the Apache uh, that were around for 200 years like a needle in the side of the American government. They were the first terrorist organization that existed. The, you killed one Nantan as a chieftain of, of the Apache, another one would pop up, right? You'd have a, a young guy pop up and say, you know, hey, I'm going to go cause some havoc. Who wants to join me, right? And then people would just join you and they were all kind of all spread out, right? So they would all communicate with each other. Squash one uh, village of Apache, you didn't squash them all, they're still there. 200 years, right, this went on for. We, so we, we kind of got that they were just the devil, but we didn't fully understand that it's, it's because of decentralization that they were so successful. So yeah, so decentralization is something that is amazing and I do have hope because of that that maybe right some of this these crises that occur before fourth turning of of war and death in a big way right they come they kind of come to a crescendo i hope that this understanding of what something is that's decentralized um i hope that understanding takes us to the next level because when you have corporations that or companies that run in a decentralized way they it's It's not top down it's it's bottoms up it's it's autonomous units running in parallel. they do better than one command and conquer c e o right they all they inevitably fail, and so something that can run its own will outlive something that's that's centralized so the starfish is a spider, spider will always die you cut off its head, try to kill the starfish you can't right cut off a limb it'll grow it back so Bitcoin. Other decentralized organizations are the starfish. And so with that said, yeah, I think that I think there is hope if we can wrap our minds around that more and keep going that direction because it's all about not one shoe fits all. It's not about authoritarianism telling all of these smaller organizations what to do. Everybody must get in line with the same thinking. I think that if we kind of keep going that route of decentralization, I think that'll be our salvation.
1: That was beautifully
9: put. Yeah, I totally
1: agree, man. That's
9: where we got to go. We got to
1: totally decentralize everything, go back to, it goes back to the land. It goes back to self-sufficiencies and uh, just breaking out of the old paradigm, the old way of living. And uh, I would argue that's the new way of living and it's not, it doesn't work very good. We have to go back to, you know, the tried and true proof of work method and i think it all begins with energy and that's kind of what bitcoin does it, it, go, it to me the the revolutionary aspect is not money it's uh it's energy like it, money is an aspect of that it comes along with it but
9: it's it's really the energy what it's going to do it's it's amazing and decentralized and centralized organizations can't stand decentralized organizations can't stand them because they can't be controlled and Anything out there that 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 proves that out wow. is will be con- continually vilified by these centralized organizations. So I think that the way to go is to keep promoting decentralization in any way. And I'm talking about, you know, if you see a business that has that 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 business model, right, or if you start a business, think about if you start a business, think about decentralization. Think about how if you were a a CEO. Uh, you could you could manage it in a in a decentralized way where you'd go to all your managers and you would state you are going to run this your your area over here as if you owned the company yourself. And I'm I can't tell you because you're going to know more about that than I ever will in my lifetime. So I can't tell you, and I can't micromanage you to do your job because if I do, you, we're all going to fail. So I'm going to trust that you're going to do your job, and I'm going to support you to do your job, and we're going to share. The profits, right? Share the wealth, and if you take that business model and you take that to your team, that that's going to be more successful than you try to micromanage every person on your team because you can't. Because we know that crowdsourcing works, right? We know that if you ask a thousand people a question, and the 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 the, the, the most common answer is going to end up being the right answer. But if you imagine one person thinking he can think for ten people, he can't. He's just going to lose sleep. He's going to he's going to lose it all loses hair it's just not going to happen so i think that that's it's really key to to understand that that idea in fact toyota got that right if you there's a movie out there that's bullshit where it shows oh hey um there's americans that are working and these these and these japanese try to come in and try to boss them around but then you know they meet in the middle and and the americans show the japanese hey how to just relax a little bit and the japanese show the americans hey how to take business a little more seriously bullshit no no the japanese saw a failing american car company and to prove their point of just taking the same the same ideas they took from 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 american business ideas long ago they're the only ones that were they were fully implementing it in in a positive way they they got the whole decentralized, decentralized idea of autonomous units and they said we're gonna our the reason why we're doing so well in Japan is because we implement this this decentralized idea. We're going to take one of your American companies and we're gonna we're gonna change it like our company and you're gonna see it succeed. and they it was almost like a just a dare or a bet that they had against everybody. They go in there they do this and they here's what they did they they have a they, imagine everything comes down to 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 teams, et etc. You eventually have small teams. They would go to a small team and they would tell them this. They would say, okay. You have, you have a manager, but you don't have a manager. The ideas that you all have, you're all going to come up with ideas. And there are no bad ideas. But you're going to go with the best ideas, and you'll encourage others to have ideas. But then eventually, you just go with the best ideas, and, and you just manage yourself. And they did that. There was one American manager that thought it was complete bullshit. So he joined the team secretly, one of the teams. And he was sabotaging it. He was like, every time they would have some ideas, he would then start doing something else. And the team members shut him down continuously. They sidelined him because he kept screwing up. And the team was successful despite this saboteur that was really a manager trying to see if he could mess with it, and he couldn't. And that's just an example of how decentralized units can succeed well, well over uh, and beyond any any centralized, you know, command, top-down, um, you know, authoritarianism that, that occurs in, in corporate America. I think that the, that the model needs to keep going in that direction.
8: So to add yeah. to that,
0: yes. sorry, yes. go Thank ahead. from the... Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go
8: ahead. I was just going to say, you bring a whole point of um, decentralization in the sense of cooperative, co- um, like a cooperative model in the business m- business world or whatever, in the economy and whatever else. And I think that's very interesting because it's like, that whole idea of um, cooperation versus competition, and that being, I believe, cooperation to be the natural state of humanity, and that competition is a manipulated state of humanity. And what's interesting is, like if we look at the whole idea of like 5D versus 3D, I think like if you look at money in 5D, it would be Bitcoin. And so we have a 5D money that is now going to influence, it's like it's bringing humanity back to its cooperative state in its model. You can't be anything else but that. And so I kind of look at the world like, okay, if that is the money, if, if so that is what Bitcoin is, that is where we're headed, that 5D. And so all my projections, I kind of try to fit it within that frame because I truly believe that's where we're headed in that our we're going back to our original state of cooperation, essentially, to your point, John. Uh,
6: uh, Toyota. Can you guys hear her? Oh, I'm can you hear me? It's breaking up.
8: Yeah, well,
0: yeah, okay, oh. now we
8: can hear you. Now you're
0: good. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, as a side, I, I I was actually trained uh, on a Japanese factory floor um, as a process engineer, and yeah, it, it's 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 the American and Japanese, you know, business or actually just just the 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 philosophy of how you even approach work is completely different, and and you know, Japan as a culture has this continuous improvement mentality that strives, you know, generations. So it's not it's it's kind of like the native model where you're looking at seven generations and so forth, but you know, I mean you have noodle shops that are been going on for 14 generations, right? And so and and it's and it's, it's surpassed, you know, different, you know, money collapses, you know, throughout the histories, but somehow these familial lines can propagate forward like a blockchain, right? And so that's you know, that's ideas and information and, and and continuously adapting to the new environment um so that you're incorporating in new ideas in a decentralized manner like John was saying. I haven't seen that film I've been, but um
8: you know,
6: you know need your, your is connection
8: is um we can't hear you again. You're going in um you're in the main. I wonder if maybe stuff.
9: maybe you gotta stand next to the Wi-Fi. Or uh maybe get get near a window. More EMFs? Get closer to the EMFs.
6: Yeah, get 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 climb that five G tower.
8: Damn, we trying to have a conversation, y'all trying to get this girl all radioactive.
1: Shit. If the sky of your face doesn't feel like kind of
6: hot and flushed, you're not doing it right.
9: If you don't feel like you have your head in the microwave, you're
6: not. The signal's not strong enough. Notice to self. <laughs> or... Yeah. Have you ever like got to get close to a Wi-Fi router to read the? Uh...
1: Like read the password off of it and you feel like your eyes start to like swim you can't focus for some reason you're trying to read the numbers you're like why is this number so hard to read
0: (laughs) hello hello i'm back Uh,
6: you're back perfect Perfect. can you hear
0: me okay i i left the room and came back okay i'm also stoned so i'm like i have no idea what how what the hell is happening so (laughs) but yeah um Back to the 2022, I was confused yesterday. I thought we were talking about next year. We're talking about middle of the next 500-year <laughs> cycle. So I have a little bit of a vision about that. I was listening to y'all while you were talking earlier about the moon cycles and whatnot, uh, but I was doing the dishes. So <laughs> I kept myself, but I was listening. Um, yeah, I mean, I have an optimistic, you know, I think that every seculum there's, you know, learnings and teachings, but that that's so important to make sure that we, we, you know, we, we teach them. And like I was talking about last night, a lot of them, you know, like my parents both have seen war. They've never talked about it, but it comes through, through their actions and their, 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 their trauma. So when I did shadow work myself of, of why some of my behaviors are the way they are, and like went deep down into kind of the generational trauma that's passed on, that's information. And, you know, there's this whole victimization trauma. Everything's a trauma these days and and so on and so forth. And it's just like, well, don't create the trauma. Yeah, we want to go to a society where we don't create trauma, but trauma itself is also data and information. So if you if you're able to observe that, through a psychedelic experience in a safe space, then you, you then you can get that knowledge out. And that's so important for us to make sure that we survive. It, it's a survival mechanism for our DNA, really, right? Our blockchain to make sure that 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 information is is passed on from one generation to another. Because, you know, for example, you know, my my mom as a child experienced World War II. And then my father was a Vietnam. was in Vietnam. It has active duty in Vietnam. So you know the information there passed on through me. You know there are lessons learned. I mean, my mom had to evacuate into the hills. You know when when the the the, the bomb raids were st- starting to happen, right? And there was a shrine up there that uh, you know all the local village kind of gathered at and and went up into the hills. And, you know, she remembers like her first experience is that is looking down at her, her older sister's feet barefoot and she just remembers a band-aid on there. So that's a, a that's a memory and a trauma experience that she's relayed the story to me. But I'm sitting here going, okay, well, that shrine had food available for the villagers. You know, there was a, a evacuation location, um, you know, those kind of things. Uh, when I went to northern Japan after the um, the big tsunami and earthquake, I stopped by a little noodle restaurant. And it was a, uh, a completely decimated uh, area. Um, there was a, 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 a kind of like a, a container, like a prefab sort of like commercial district that they had just, you know, the government had just put popped in. So this lady was serving noodles. I went in and I just started talking to her. I mean, she experienced the trauma losing her you know her whole life, basically, and her best friend from the school you know they found her body in a fisherman's net, so on just these stories that I went in and looked at, but you know what the lady says she says, we'll rebuild one noodle bowl at a time, you know, and so people and human are resilient even after these complete natural disasters or 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 wars and so on so that was, you know, these 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 traumatic events, including COVID right now. We, you know, we, we, you know, we're reacting to that, and we're saying, okay, you know, and 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 the governments are reacting with the fiat, you know, stimulus and making sure that, you know, their interest of making sure these corporations don't collapse, and and, and they do provide jobs for the people. So, you know, I think I think they had to do that, but here you know as as citizens of various countries that are in different you know you know inflationary modes you know our savings our life saving is diminished because of that right, so we're now protecting ourselves from that by switching over to bitcoin and 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 adopting the the a, a different decentralized philosophy around that. So, I do think that that knowledge is important to make sure that you know each generation each seculum within your various you know you know family structure or community um you know that 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 information is passed on 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 various survival techniques I mean to this day, my mom still makes sure that you know we have a couple bags of rice you know um just in case i mean because because you know she's known you know you know without food you know, for extended periods of time. So that's a trauma. And she's, you know, she's always had it full covered, made sure we always had food on a table. That's her, that's her way of experiencing trauma and making sure that never happens again. So, so I think that, you know, those kind of stories, um, you know, passed on from one generation to another becomes important. And I think that this transition that that's occurring too, A technological revolution of decentralization be it the internet and then the the layer on top of that you know the bitcoin standard and and how it's it's moving it's dematerializing money from a physical world to the digital world just like everything that i grew up i was just joking to another friend um you know a, a fellow gen x person i was like we like just music alone right technology like i started out with records in the 70s i had records as a child and then my teenagers were cassette tapes really and then we really went really to cd's
6: is my speaker bad again
8: hello no you're hello? good
6: yeah are oh, you good i tall can tall. hear you okay
0: anyways um i you know we will adapt and my my point is that we will adapt you know as humans we in and into stronger money into harder money because you know storage of our our life you know labor really right and and so when when i look at back to the 2222 what i kind of envision is this network of humans borderless you know i'm utopian i i can get to the dystopian side but i'm pretty much a utopian positive forward thinking thinker and so i think that it will become more of a borderless sort of uh, global, you know, um, uh, uh, trade network of of much more smaller units. Um, I, I still think that there will be some hierarchy um, at the local level, um, whether that's you know, like at the citadel level, where you have kind of the central, you know, you know, people that are governing, you know, the the that area, um, it, but but utilizing the resources from that region much more, um, you know, in a better fashion. So I, I think that one of the, the, the saddest thing about, you know, now that I have that, that sort of I've changed my framework from fiat to the Bitcoin, I can see the fiat, you know, economy much better. And the misuse of, of, of resources is really the saddest thing about the fiat system is that we've dumped five trillion or trillions of dollars onto the global um network and we're all scrambling to you know use up that that those those precious resources just like somebody had mentioned about how you know the 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 british empire had you know colonized ireland and and chopped off the entire um forest really to create these farms to, to, to feed. And, and, and that created the potato famine, right? It's because it was a, a, it's, it was a monocrop around a region that was not really, you know, sustainable. So when you had a drought or whatnot, it, it collapses. And, and that is one of my biggest fears of the United States in this industrialized farming is that, you know, if you have one single crop that just decimates, then what do you do? So you know what I would like to see is is, is you know I'm uh, you know more on the localism level is is making sure that we have you know we, we create um, we create from the resources in that region and then, and then trade with other other citadels or networks, and that's kind of how I envision sort of the global global planetary evolution happening is that instead of this you know state level huge empires it's more of a maybe a you know it becomes the state level first and then sort of like kind of that that kind of that region where you you know some some central capitals not controlling the entire you know half the planet basically But we're going to go through some really hard times first. I do. The, you know, the first, I think the first cycle from the big 500-year period, the next 80 years, might be a rough, rough, there might be some rough rides. So, we, you know, so we're all prepared for that, you know, and I think that's sort of the, of what, you know, we're all gathering around to discuss is, you know, what's the best way to do that? Um,
9: Can you explain more about this? 500 year cycle are, are we are we at the end of it middle of it how does it work
0: um so i kind of this is this is not something that i've read but you know just the patterns that i see is like okay 500 years ago it was sort of this um the, the you know the beginning of the renaissance and and you know the 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 church basically um after the the black plague lost its power ca- the catholic church and there was you know the Protestant Reformation that decentralized Europe, so you you didn't have these kingdoms, right? That it used to be kingdoms, and then that kind of naturally crumbled to more localized fiefdoms, and then and then sort of the it, you know the Industrial Revolution started creating cities, cities, and, and then gathering of power, and then eventually that turned to nations, and then more of like the the you know a conglomeration of states and then you have basically three big empires right now right the north american empire the asian empire and the european empire and then you have the the, the global south you know being extracted of resources but what i see what i see happening is okay bitcoin creates this level playing field now so that you know countries like el salvador that you know were for, forced to adopt the us dollar standard is pushing back now saying no you don't have hegemony on you know the currency that we trade in and so you know that the, basically that's the beginning and and then you have these nation state competitions that are going to be like okay who's going to get onto the the bitcoin standard fast right
9: you know uh, okay so empires do have have a a um, beginning and an end i think i think it's usually about 200 something years or or less uh, fiat any, any fiat any any dollar that or or paper currency that was created by by just creed then it was it it'll have a life cycle of 100 years i think so there yeah there are a lot of these cycles and i wonder i wonder i suppose wonder if we have a bunch of them converging at once i know that We have, we have the housing cycle, uh, boom and bust that occurs, is it every 18 or 20 something years? But I, I do have the date in my head. It's 2026 is the next, the next, um, the next bust for the, for the housing market. Any other cycles? So this cycle that you're talking about, does it come to a head or does it end? Um, yeah,
0: I, I mean, I think we're here. Um, know, I just kinda call it, inside my head I call it a mega cycle. But you know, I mean there's this era, right? Like, you know, the the, the, the Christian revolution in in the year two you know, zero zero, um, you know, five hundred years from that. It was the decline of the Roman Empire, you know, about four hundred years collapse. And then you have sort of this, you know, Christian uh, uh kingdoms, you know, very various kingdoms competing, Mongols competing, whatever so there's these like 500 year cycles that i the, the 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 big cycles and i think we're at an end to that so i i think i kind of say okay the 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 industrial revolution era it was about 500 years so now we're at the the beginning stages of the digital era and i think that's going to probably last about 500 years and the year 2222 22 will be the middle of that and the, the height of that so, so, you know, and then, and so it's five generations, right? Basically, like, I think somebody was saying, you know, basically your grandparents or your, you, you know, your grandparents and then your grandkids is like the information that can be passed on is just one, one step away. So I think that within that 500 year, the, the, is basically five generations or roughly, you know, four to 500 years. I think that's kind of where you see um a, an era happening, right? And at least in western society. And so I think that I think that we're we're entering into a, a digital global era now, being connected, hyper connected, And so the way humans organize ourselves um what you see now is instead of geographically being Located. I mean, I talk to you guys more than I do some of my neighbors, right? So, like, now, now we have this kind of this disconnect, disjointed sort of transition happening. Is all right. We have our tribes on the internet, or, or you know, or platforms where we're communicating, and yet we have physical needs. Uh, you know, food and 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 shelter and 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 you know, various other healthcare and whatnot. I mean, you can't get some of those things on the online. So, you know, what I look at is, all right, you know, how, okay, two hundred years from now, that's great, but like, how do we deal with our kind of immediate transition point? I mean, I, I really do think that, you know, I'm stepping up to the plate. Like, okay. I, I've okay. I've got some some you know some some stuff a skin in the game. I've got some plan. I want to know what other people are doing. Like I'm just I can't do this alone. So I'm really just curious about like okay, what's what's the plan? You know, I mean it, it's 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 good to to philosophize about okay which direction we want to go. I think a lot of us have similar ideas of you know land getting back to in in touch with nature and getting back to the land and growing our own foods and and so on because there's there's value to that. But you know, at the same time, you know, how do we gather the 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 right resources and, and the trade networks and whatnot to make sure that you know we can create an alternative sort of decentralized world that 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 gives us value. I guess.
8: That is a good question. Um, The only thing that I would have to offer to that um, is just from personal experience in the sense that I was, so when I was born in North Africa, we were very poor, grew up like my childhood. I didn't realize we were that poor, but no electricity, no nothing, like a whole bunch of us, like the whole family kind of lived in in this house that was built by hand. My, my grandfather and my uncles built it kind of situation. And um, in the neighborhood and where everybody else was kind of in the same situation. And it's interesting because, like, when everybody's in the same situation, they're incentivized to help themselves or right? and help each other, really. So you end up having this really weird kind of like close knit community that um, that sorts things out and and to and, and addresses whatever issues arise. And you've brought up a, a, a wonderful list of uh, you know a lot of potential things that we're going to face moving forward. So, um, yeah, just because of that, I'm not saying that we have all the answers or anything like that. But I, just from my experience, I'm very hopeful to what people are able to create and innovate when and in times of need, when it serves them to cooperate.
9: You know, I, it's just quick sidetrack here. I, I like where you're going with this. Um, so you mentioned, you know, growing up, everybody's the same. It turns out that at least, you know, from what I read that psychologists are are trying to understand about happiness, it's this idea of relativity. So if you, if you go to a neighborhood and compared to, you know, however you had it as a child, you know, people from that neighborhood would look at this neighborhood and think that they're just absolutely wealthy. So, but here's the thing: you're in the neighborhood. But if you happen to be the one person in the neighborhood that just doesn't have as much as the others, even though in the, you know for the standard of living to the rest of the world, it's wealthy. But if you're not up there, like say everybody's got uh, three cars, but then you've only got one for your family. Everybody's got the you know something else on their on their home, but but you don't have that. And maybe your square footage is not as as big as the other square footage, and maybe you don't have a swimming pool happiness is so relative that people are actually sadder. Even though they're they're in a better situation, they're still sadder because it's about those that are near you because we're always comparing ourselves to others. So then now, if you can somehow just get beyond that to know that, oh no, it's, it's almost like a stoic exercise. I am lucky. In fact, I'm lucky to be alive, right? All, all those exercises, right? If, if you don't think about, about how lucky you are to be here, you can easily fall into the trap of uh, comparing yourself to those around you. You feel like you're sad uh, and social media, right? The worst thing you can do to people is give them Instagram because they're on there and they see all of their, all of the people that are even not in their lives. And some people that are in their lives and their lives look amazing and it's a constant comparison. And if you try to compare yourself even beyond that to some of these celebrities, forget it. You're gonna you're gonna go straight into a depression. Co- comparing it to to your life. So I think that if we can somehow even just on the side, I'll just and then once again side note, get yourself happy first. Get yourself in a good place. Practice stoicism. A good exercise for stoicism, along with meditation, is to imagine that. Well, imagine, imagine before you were born, you weren't here. Okay, you're here, you're alive.
8: So, can it's I ask that, you, Sean? Sorry, not to interrupt you, but just when you say stoicism, can you just expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So,
9: uh, to 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 be a stoic, um, so Marcus Aurelius, um, uh, Cato, uh, uh, other. I could be, and I could be wrong about some of the names, but I can't recall them all right now, but throughout history, there's been this philosophy of to be a stoic, it helps you level set against crises. So if you exercise, for example, losing it all, losing all of your wealth and, and play that out, and realize you could lose it all, imagine that you lose your children to an accident. And they pass away. You know, you know those things can happen, but but the reason, and you don't do that just to be just to be morbid and to depress yourself. You do that because if you put yourself in a situation where you actually think about how it would feel and to mourn for their deaths, and then imagine you die, and that's the worst thing that can happen to you. Forget the the wealth the might lose; you're gone. Well, you you can't remember any of the. You're not going to be anywhere near your family. So what that does is it puts you in a place of appreciation and so you do call your son to tell them that you love them. You do hug your your spouse. You do call your mother. You 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 make an effort to do those things today instead of putting them off tomorrow. That that's what I mean by stoicism. So by practicing stoicism, you can um you know, think of how things could be worse. So, like, so now we we just bring it, bring it away from death. Where, fine, that's a depressing idea. No one wants to think about that, but it, it's good, it's a good exercise because it makes you realize how lucky you are. But then you get past that, and now we're going, we're back in the the grind, back in the in the hedonic treadmill of just trying to always improve our, get better, improve ourselves amongst our our, you know, our neighbors, right? Those that we're going to relatively compare ourselves to, constantly. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. so now, so now we can. We can do this exercise. So you you are very lucky to have what you have. Uh You're very lucky to be alive. Mm-hmm. And then you can st- step away from trying to shut down Instagram, right? G- get away from trying to compare yourself to to those that are that are your peers, right? If any of your peers are doing better than you, you feel awful. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, so just kind of step out of that. And uh it's hard, but it's a daily chore. But I think once, what? Yeah. Anyway, side note. You could bring it back to what are we going to do about about making the world a but better place?
8: <laughs> oh, and sorry, did, sorry, decriminalize. I wanted to ask you really quick. Um, you you spoke about shadow work earlier, and I was curious. Was it like shadow work, like Carl Jung shadow work, or was it like Teal Swan shadow work kind of thing?
0: Um. So. <laughs> so yeah. Um, it's it's actually just working with. Um, psychedelics and and it's I've kind of studied a little bit of Jungian psychology um, through like symbology and, and so forth, but I'm not I'm not familiar with the other uh, the other um, shadow work T- you mentioned. Teal Swan, T- o- uh, yeah.
6: Honestly,
10: I think I think it's working against anything that's easy. Yeah, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, what um, the journey I took is, um, uh, you know, uh, similar to stoicism. Is you know when minimalism was really trendy about ten years ago. So I, I honestly don't think that I would have been able to get on this Bitcoin path or even the the psilocybin path without um, going through the minimal, the minimalism phase that I went through. I got rid of everything, everything, like, and and just you know, to boil it down to the essentials, what's most important, what's most, what's my priority, well, you know, my, my, my health, my family's health, you know, and, and being able to have, um, you know, experiences instead of, you know, materialistic, um, you know, belongings. And so, you know, I I, I, I did have to go through that sort of mental cleansing first, Um, and then, and then once I was able to do that, then I was able to dive in a little bit deeper to, you know, I suffered quite a bit. I've had adult anxiety my entire life and, and, you know, where is that stemming from? So I had to go into some shadow work about, okay, um, abandonment issues, for example, with my father. So, you know, as a war veteran, you know, he had closeted up a lot of things, so I I have compassion for him now instead of the anger, right? So those are the kind of things that um, you know I, that the journey that I kind of went through, um, working with uh, a, a traditional um, psychologist. I, I I was I got involved with Bitcoin in 2015, but I wasn't really rabbit holing it. Yeah. Um, I I was studying, you know, I I had experienced psycho, you know, psych basically like. Mm. Um psychedelic experiences, but I didn't know much about it you know i had, it, it just came across me I, you know i I was involved i, I kind of come from the burning man school um but psilocybin was that when I experienced a, a traumatic death um my boyfriend died ten years ago um I worked with psilocybin to confront my fears and be able to accept it. And then you're able to transform, you know, to your your next sort of stage in life, and and what I think that's been lost, and and a lot of the you know, um, spiritual sort of, of of traditions, various spiritual traditions, you know, we we have transitions in life, we we do, and. Western sort of the the modernity has kind of cleansed that away. it's always getting better, it's always going forward it's always you know it's very linear it's very but no, no life is not like that you 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 do step back you lose you lose some you don't win at all you lose some, and so how do you deal with that loss is is suppressed, and I think that's very very unhealthy for our mental health and so what I want to do is okay, um, you know. it's Clearly, you know what we have here is not working. And, you know, our mental health in in modern life, wh- whether it's through Instagram, like John mentioned, or, or 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 being hypercritical of ourselves, you know, body dysmorphia, various other things. Mm. I mean, those are not healthy, you know. And, and what we, I think, what we're all looking for is a human connection again, and saying you know we're we you know we we're we're not 100% perfect all the time you know how do we confront our fears how do we confront our pain how do we confront our losses and so we need to create a safe space for that and i really really don't want big pharma to be able to control that and so the decriminalization movement is really to make sure that we 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 re- remain powerful. Like it, it's, it's our own power that can succumb over that, right? Whether it's through God or whether it's through spirit or something, you know, some, some, some you know, or, or just, you know, just having a friend listen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, spaces is, is revolutionary. We're taught, we're all strangers that are sharing our intimate stories and ideas and our dreams and hopes and, and various things. And, and this has just happened this year. And I, I'm just, blown away by it i'm just like wow technology is powerful let's make sure we we bring it forward to a better tomorrow
6: that that's the dream isn't it
8: you know um i ask you just out of curiosity um any of your experiences with um mushrooms or any form of hallucinogenic was it ever related to bitcoin
0: um, not particularly but it does definitely help i mean there's so much parallel i think we started last night talking about the various the parallels between how um you know it's it's mycelium and and the and how mushrooms grow um with with bitcoins as a network right and how it, it transfers energies and whatnot Um, I did check in last, my last journey, I, I I checked in with myself last summer or this summer, sorry. And I was like, well, am am I on the right journey with Bitcoin? And am I, um, am I on the right journey with, you know, psychedelics and, and, and psilocybin? And and then the answer was, yeah, you're resounding. Yes, this is, this is, this is your calling, you know, just keep stepping forward. So, so I do check in with myself, you know just to make sure that I'm on the right path and, and, and it, I mean, it is, I love, I love the frontier. I love it. I, I, I absolutely thrive in this atmosphere, but it's scary. And, and so, you know, I mean, both Bitcoin and, and, you know, psychedelics, a psychedelic revolution where, but I, I truly do believe that if we empower ourselves, our individual selves and bring out the best, you know you know get the best out of us then it it will create a better society so that's my hope is that okay two the strongest tools i have in my toolbox is you know one is psilocybin break down the barriers break down you know the the fiat you know the fiat world needs to break down and then how do we re, re, rebirth and, and, and fertilize that? And, and so, and Bitcoin right. is also you know, a way to distribute capital, right? Right now, I mean, COVID made it so clear the what their hope. agenda is. Hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
6: Sorry
10: to interrupt. I mean, I, I, I truly believe it's the ultimate hope. You know, um, everyone gets lost in the facade of what's going on but i think the most important thing is that we work together as a species um to make each other better you know uh i believe that i mean it it sounds naive but the thing is that the most best people i've ever met in my life are bitcoiners You know, we all care absolutely about each other. And uh, I think it's something that we should all strive towards. You know, Um, I'm just a little person from across the world. But one thing I believe in is hope.
6: And I think that us Bitcoiners, we have a lot of that, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think we're all in this space because we have hope.
8: I mean, yeah, but I've met a few Bitcoin assholes along the way. Just <laughs> not to yeah. come. At all.
6: But <laughs> just, just, just kidding. Yeah, it, yeah it can all. be
0: an <laughs>
8: <adult>. <laughs> I mean, I like well. liking people, but sometimes I'm good with hating a motherfucker. It's good. <laughs>
0: yeah but the thing is, you know it's funny i mean it is funny to see you know sort of the the new new space you know i mean it's 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 continuously changing you know and and i've changed with it too i mean that's the that's the crazy part right i mean we all talk about it but it changes us it changed me
10: we actually give a shit about each other we do
8: I mean, we're not I, we're not exclusive to that. Like, I mean, you gave a shit about people it, even when you were in Fiat, probably. I
10: know, Sorry? I know, but you know what I'm trying to say. I mean, I think that the Bitcoin movement and uh, just making the world a better place is just like it's ideal and it's beautiful. And uh, you know, there's so many of us out in the Bitcoin community, toxic or not. We're all trying to do the same thing,
6: you know? And it's brilliant. I love it, personally. Nick
8: Pa, go ahead, please.
11: Hey, people. Sorry, How are you guys? all doing? <laughs> Zorl, I can hear you with a British accent. Can I ask you where uh, you're from? I've had a bit too much whiskey. Apologies. Sorry. Can I ask you where you're from, Zorro? Mm.
10: I was raised in South Africa but um I I lived in
11: the UK for a long time. Oh nice, nice. Heard the accent. I'm the Lord of Yorkshire, so it, it intrigues me when I hear the accent. Yorkshire. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I dropped the accent, you know, after I came to the U- to the Americas, I guess. But regardless, I was gonna say on the point of uh about Bitcoin I I guess it's like a cult, and it has different sects to it. And generally, any society that has the same ideology would support each other. Like, this isn't exclusive to Bitcoin. I'm pretty sure investment bankers also uh, (laughs) defend each other on a daily basis. And they try to, you know, it's like a social network where they exchange information. And any information that they have... And insider traders are already happening. We know that for a fact. Something with Bitcoin that I observed, though, is Hmm. a lot of the people in Bitcoin in general have a a rebellious rebellious notion. And the way that they uh, approach a system is more rebellious. Because a lot of the people that enter Bitcoin the past two years, especially when it was over $30,000... For the normal average layman to enter bitcoin it's, it's quite it's quite expensive so the mentoring the system is something more it's something more of a psychological step it is a monetary step that they take but it's 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 a step that they take that shows i guess um standing up and i personally have high respect for that brother i mean <laughs>
1: i think, I
6: think
1: the- Mc- McPaul, what's your what's your what's your vision of the future? Like, what do you see the the world being in 200 years?
11: <laughs> honestly, I don't know if the world's gonna exist in 200 years <laughs> at this pace, we're not gonna go anywhere. But it's, it's, if we have a shift in mentality, Bitcoin actually is a nice cause for that. If we start shifting our mentality and if we stop, um, honestly, if we, so Bitcoin is something that's sustainable, right? And I'm not talking about something ecological. Um, the monetary system of a state is where it's basically the lo- the lo- laundry mechanism like if you enter someone's home, you know you can go around their house can look very clean. you go into their bedroom, look into their laundry basket, right then that's what that's what the monetary system is and with something like bitcoin, you can actually start quite literally you can start solving a lot of a lot of issues, and it can actually extend our social life on Earth. But on a ecological level and the shit that's happening in the galaxy and the cycles of the universe, I don't know how that, that would play out. But like I said, on a social token, if we, or people who identify with Bitcoin, if they take a step forward and governments actually take a step in this direction, Bitcoin can actually extend our monetary life. And it can even, I guess, it's gonna re- reduce a lot of money issues that we have and a lot of issues that we have are related to the monetary system, right? So it can adjust that.
0: Yeah, I'd like to add to that. I mean, Bitcoin, back to the Bitcoin changes us thing. I mean, I, the, one of the, the first things you do is start looking at long-term planning, right? So the the, the low time preference thing is real because you're not worried about, you know, feeding yourself tomorrow, you know, now you can, now all of a sudden you can start planning for your future and your family's future and society's future and civilization's future and, 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 and so on. So I think that in itself is the hope is that, okay, we, we can now sit down and and start planning, you know, something that you know instead of going to mine fiat in a you know wage slave job we're able to put our you know time on earth to you know better ourselves and our our immediate surroundings and and humanity hopefully um because now your 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 energy your 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 labor is now being stored in a safe system where you can, you can exchange it with other humans or, or you can, you know, plan for your, your future tomorrow. Exactly. So sorry, I think ahead. that, that, that t- sorry. So, yeah, I think that just, just that psychological, you know, reset of looking at the, yeah, looking at your future um, in a, it, from a different framework is, is so transformative.
11: Exactly. Before, when, when, we have, when we look historically into the past, when they, had, when they ran with gold in like the 1900s or the thousands, what was occurring was you're a normal person that did labor. And let's say you, you work with barter and in more advanced societies back in the day in the East, let's say, Eastern Hemisphere of the world, gold was used more often. Like you had the Roman Empire or the Byzantine Empire, which is also the East Roman Empire these people transacted with gold so they had gold and relatively in a state gold supply wouldn't increase or decrease on, unless trade happened like if if trade occurred and you sold shit gold would enter your, your village and if you're going to go and sell stuff gold like if you're going to buy stuff gold will get reduced if you're going to sell stuff gold would increase in your state so that was like the only way to do that kind of stuff and people were normal with it but now in the in the modern financial system it's because first of all even if you have a ba- a bitcoin system the people who own all the bitcoins the majority of the bitcoin is going to be held by the wealthy obviously if you go on to coin market cap you can see the wallet distribution of bitcoins and the amount of bitcoins that are held over like 50k or 100k is a select few wallets and despite that or not you can live in a small village and you can have your technology and you can transact with bitcoin whatever the price of bitcoin is it doesn't matter you can transact with it and you can put your own prices and satoshis onto items you can go like whatever the world price is it doesn't matter you can say a water bottle is 10 satoshis and chicken is 20 satoshis and then you can start transacting like this and when when you have a model like that you can literally exchange and keep value and your money is also valid when you go abroad when you go somewhere else and with currencies, that doesn't happen. If you're going to live in somewhere in less opportunity, let's say you're in Lebanon or something, and you're trying to exchange with the Lebanese pound, your money just lost all its value. Even though one egg in Lebanon is the same egg in Michigan, guess what? <laughs> when you sell that egg in Lebanon, you get, you get Lebanese pounds that are virtually wor- worthless in in Michigan, in U.S. Therefore, it's basically... It's basically priceless. If you if you're a merchant over there, you just lost all your money, basically. So, point being is, that's what I love about Bitcoin. You can actually create local, local economies, and you can transact in a local economy, but have access to global
6: economy. That's insane. Yo, anyone there? Yo, what's happening? Hey, John, how's life? Not too bad although i, I
9: think i was thinking about your model you, you uh you mentioned uh, pricing pricing uh was it chicken at 20 sats? i think
6: yeah, i'll just go to your village and i'll buy all the chicken yeah so it's pretty fucked up man. then i'll be <laughs> that i'll become gigas kong of your of your village
11: Owning all the chickens and shit. I'll be king of the chickens. You know that actually happened in, in the Balkans after the Soviets collapsed. You had people that were millionaires, but millionaires in the fact that like they own the most chickens, they own the most cows and shit, so shit's crazy, man. What can you gather to make you a millionaire?
8: Like say in the case of chicken, like what would be a
11: million dollars?
8: Yeah, like <laughs> don't ask. But I'm talking about like actual like okay, so the million dollars didn't do them nothing. It was the chicken that made them worth a million dollars. So I'm talking like in ter- stuff like that. What things that could be gathered now that would you know serve as aside from Bitcoin? Like we all know Bitcoin, but aside from Bitcoin, like we're talking chicken. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Probably
11: probably land accumulation. A lot of these firms are... Walmart owns the most land in the United States after the U.S. government. So, Isn't it Bill Gates now that owns the most of land in
6: the
11: U.S.? I don't know. Like another a, As a corporation, I think it's Walmart. I'm not sure about Bill Gates. But obviously, Bitcoin is very valuable. But the way that these guys did it back in the day was they accumulated land. And that's what they did. They had land and they, t- so this is the, f- so I'm the feudal lord of Yorkshire, right? So I'm, I'm, you know, I recognize this kind of stuff. It's no problem with me, but what they did back in the day was you get land, you basically buy the land and you buy every single piece of land and you rent it to the natives and the locals. So basically they live with rent on their father's land. That's what it's, pre- it's pretty tyrannical. Shit goes down. It's a family tradition with us, you know,
6: but no problem. To Zaryl fall asleep. No, I'm still awake. I'm slightly drunk. I think I've had
10: slightly too much black label, but I mean, I'm cool. I think uh, I'm always going to be pro-Bitcoin. doesn't matter how drunk I get. I think that... Most of the best people that I've ever met in my life, even though I've actually never met them, are Bitcoiners. It's
8: it's kind of weird. Zadl, have you ever met a prick? Like, have you ever met a Bitcoiner that you're like, man, I wish that motherfucker was an XRP?
9: Richard Hart? I
6: don't know. I mean, I think that if I met XRP dickhead,
10: I think he was just too stupid, so I can't really judge him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I mean
6: you're, you're so funny. The yeah, bitcoin really stupid, Bitcoiners, so I can't judge uh,
10: Bitcoiners, Bitcoiners are the smartest people I've met. So I'm like, uh, I mostly think I'm stupid when I meet Bitcoiners. So I'm like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I could have been smarter. When I, when I meet someone that's dumber than me, I think, fucking hell, you're definitely a shit coiner.
1: <laughs> really is in the middle of the curve, uh, Bitcoiners, right? They're either like on the, they're usually one end of the
6: spectrum or the other. Uh, I, I mean, like,
8: uh, that you, you get a follow from me just for that last comment. That was funny
6: as shit. Thank you. I'm not judgy, but the thing is, I know I'm stupid when
10: I'm stupid. But I mean, uh, I mean, it's a no-brainer. If you're not Bitcoin, you're a fucking imbecile.
11: Honestly. You Zadl, why do you drink?
6: Am I wrong? No.
11: You're one hundred percent correct, man. Um, that's, that's some wisdom. Zadl, can I ask you why you drink?
10: Um. Well, I haven't drunk for a long time, and uh, I don't think it's the best thing for me. So I've taken a month and a half off drinking,
6: but when I get a bit drunk, and my sister is a bit of a wild animal as well,
10: I like to get a bit too tipsy. But I don't think it's probably the best thing. So I mean, if I don't think that's the best
1: answer, but it's an answer. If anyone was meant to drink, it's definitely people with a British accent, though I think for sure, like no one sounds more classy drunk than British people.
9: Fact. <laughs> yeah, sober, sober. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, but. sober British people always sound sound like the mo- they're the most intelligent people in the room. Yeah. And then and then We're maybe, <laughs> if, but, it, but if someone's really drunk, then uh, it, it just it just drops down to maybe Canadian or American level. No, but intelligence.
10: I, think I mean, like, if you're truly intelligent, you've got to realize that you're not that intelligent. I mean, I think that uh, any person from any country understands that. You, Dwayne Kruger. Yeah, if you if you think you're smart, you're not that smart.
9: Do you get what I'm saying?
6: The more you I'll know, the less you
9: know. Yeah, I give an example. I, I jump into the in Lightning Network, and I think, I'm an engineer. This can't be that hard. <laughs> and a week after, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's I don't hard. know anything. I don't know anything. It, and,
1: I just wing it when it comes to the Lightning Network. I just kind of one piece
9: at a time like compartmentalize like crazy Yo, yeah I feel like I need to uh, consult with uh, a, like a card reader help me out with my lightning network <laughs> it's hard bro John I'm trying to set up an. Um, I
11: appear. what is it called again I'm trying to open a channel with you shit's so complicated I, yeah I, I
9: saw yeah I, I saw you pop up which is awesome uh, you, you, it's working you're, you're, you're oh, no we way, have a did, channel
11: I didn't even check <laughs>
9: <I feel laughs> like, like, yeah it worked
6: I do I mean look um I'm isolated,
10: our country is very i don't know people are close minded around here, you know, and then uh but I've been in the bitcoin twitter movement for a long time, and I've been involved with a lot of you guys and uh it, it's been a blessing for me, honestly, because uh, everyone around here is
6: just like. I don't know. They're far too uh, involved in mainstream media. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, anyway, it's good to meet you guys.
11: Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you um. Yo, you, how would you get into Bitcoin?
6: Oh, man. I don't know. I, I, I was lost.
10: For about two years in COVID, it was like uh, I felt like I was like in a different world, and then I thought, there must be something else." And I knew about Bitcoin, but I never actually went into it deeply, and then I, I got into it deeply in 20, 2019, 2020, and it just changed my life. You know? I was, like, isolated. I mean, I've got a lot of friends around here, but they believe so many different things to me. Um, And it was hard. But then when I found Bitcoin, I was like, I found, like, nutters, like, weirdos just like me from across the globe. And it
6: it was a good thing for me, put it that way. Where do you see the world in 200 years, bro? 200 years, I see people like us or the people that we get together with
10: opening great businesses, great futures, helping other people around us to create something better than the current system does. And uh,
6: uh, that's what I believe, and I think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's definitely going to happen, bro. <clears throat> it starts it uh, gonna- starts with the energy. It starts with the food. It starts with
1: uh, just decoupling ourselves from the current system, right? And building better systems. We're we're the real ones that are building back better.
7: Mm-hmm
6: absolutely brother I, I i believe that if i don't have that to believe in i have nothing i have nothing and uh i i truly believe in that what you said and i'm gonna die towards it
11: you know what's crazy? When... sorry go ahead
8: mm-hmm. No, he just said he was gonna die, and I was saying on that hill, like the rest of us, we're all gonna die together.
9: No, I think he said, I think he said d- dive.
8: Oh, oh, the, oh, then not on the hill. Sorry, Donald.
9: He could dive into into the hill.
8: Yep, I, I guess we're all gonna end up on that hill together, so One to word. So dive on it, be on it. I don't know where this conversation is going. I'm so sorry for sidetracking
6: us. You go ahead. I'm just trying to like center around like where we where we go and and how we get there, right? Like 200
1: years is a long time, but it's also a really short time. And the systems can come and go in that much time, right? Like if we go back 200 years and see where we are today in comparison to that, and then we look and we can kind of guess where things are going to go if we align our technologies back to where things were in the ways that matter when it comes to humans, you know? Cause that, that's what Bitcoin does. Like we, what we've done with this Fiat world is we've created an artificial sort of reality for ourselves and we already live in the metaverse. It's called Walmart, you know, like it's, it's already, we're already there. I feel like wh- where, what Bitcoin does is it rug pulls the Fiat system and the Fiat system is trying to rug pull us. So it's like, this, like this double rug pull, you know, like the astronaut meme. It's like that. And like, it's uh, that that's what Bitcoin the people that are building on Bitcoin they're building for that future they see where the, the, the rug's gonna get pulled so they're building to where the rug's gonna be at you know
8: so do you think we're building towards like a new Atlantis kind of thing?
1: Yeah exactly like I guess Atlantis or whatever that's just like a, a, a term but we're building towards um, we're building towards a future that's human. That's the the difference. We we go back to, we stop worshiping technology, I feel like, as our God, because that's what we do now. And technology is great, but it's not everything. And we forgot who we are. And we're so eager to change who we are that we forgot how good it is to be who we are. And there's ways for us to live in harmony with who we are in the world around us. And we forgot all that because we're we got fixated on so-called progress, and I feel like it's yeah, it's like two hundred years ago about where that really started to kind of pick up steam with the Industrial Revolution and such. So, two hundred years forward, you know, twenty two, twenty two. That's eighty two years after the last Bitcoin um, has been issued. I don't know what block number that is, but it's still it's still going. The network's still going, and and, it, and it's become a A permanent fixture in society i predict and it's like the earth in the sky at that point um and like i go back to like money and what a good example of a decentralized society was what was here on north america before um you know colonization and i feel like that's that's a, an idea. That's a, like a, a rough estimate of where we're gonna go. Again, is we're gonna go to tribal societies. There's gonna be giant herds roaming the continents again. We're gonna stop tilling the land. We're gonna actually learn better ways of agriculture that rely on energy, not necessarily the earth. We don't strip the earth to to, to grow food. We actually replenish the earth with our food. And there's a whole different there's a whole different like way of living. In a whole different way of structuring economics and society there's no there's no third party anymore there's no bodies of governance that groups giant chunks of people together with talking heads like that bitcoin can do that we can just use trade you know and and we can use we can use location and and groups of people in independent societies that uh, that basically are completely self-sustaining and the only thing they're trading amongst each other is uniqueness, right? Like the only thing that's scarce in that world is like unique uniqueness, human creativity, as well as money. The rest is, there's tons of it. You can, you can, you can live a life of plenty kind of no matter where you go, no matter what you do as long as you're willing
6: to um, contribute to that system in, in, in what I would predict become a perfect meritocracy. 100%
11: 100% man, such a good point. Honestly, especially the one that you said people are going to stop worshipping technology. I feel like with Bitcoin, we're going to see that how much we're in control of technology and the fact that we're going to use it as a tool and as a means. So once once you start using technology as a means, then just simply that shift is going to lighten us up, I guess, and we're going to actually start using technology to our advantage. Everyone's going to be able to use technology to their advantage, if they're a villager, if they're a person from uh, from society. It doesn't matter where they're from, from from a town or a city. I mean, you're going to be using it as a tool, and that aspect only is such a great
6: point.
7: Yeah, I see.
1: There's like a thread of truth that unites all societies, right? Like what we used to have here was called wampum, and it was it was tokenized time, and it was tokenized language and and the reason why it was valuable was because uh and it worked so well was because it was it was kind of de- it was, was decentralized like there was no like issuing tribe that only made wampum like sure some dedicated the resources towards doing that but like they didn't like control the supply in the way that like it could be manipulated in any way right and it wasn't manipulated until they found a way to counterfeit it when the when when the when the colonizers were like hey we can print these in bead machines they like printed them and then they kind of polluted the economy diluted it with the source of counterfeit value right and it and it served the people that were closest to the source the most like the people that were like brought it over on the ships they benefited the most when they unloaded it right and they bought up land or resources or whatever it was and then the people that got it first and traded it with others they benefited the second most and so on and so forth and until like it, it fully diluted everything and then Culture itself started to kind of dematerialize around certain aspects of value, right, and it shifted the whole incentive of everything and it collapsed and it's like we go back to a decentralized token of unity that can't be diluted and it can't like erode the value that humans place on things like that's why bitcoin's so important in the monetary aspect, but the energy aspect is it restores humans sovereignty in a way that they can actually produce and provide the raw necessities of life for themselves and they can do
6: that um in a way that doesn't rely on anyone else right
11: i think we haven't i think a lot of people still haven't understood what bitcoin is and once we understand it and the implications that you mentioned It's, right it's not even about if we're going to shift it's about when we're going to do it so simply the implications that you're talking about once we we all comprehend that as a society and it and it's, and it passes on to the new generations because obviously new generations are our products so based on that
6: we can settle man 22 22 will the ccp still be around We will be the CCP, John. No. We become our worst enemy. That's right. Because when you become one with your enemy, then you conquer your enemy, John.
8: That's what Yoda said.
9: I don't think I don't think I don't think he meant the Communist Party. Well, you know, what's the difference between that and the (laughs) other? Do you know that the uh, CCP monitor your stride? Your walk, your gait?
8: To like check out your ass or what?
9: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently every person has a certain walk that's a signature. So then you map that to the facial recognition and you've got a lot more accuracy on the person. So <laughs> I saw a video someone made where, of course, it's, a, it's an American making the video, but he says if he was in China, he would change his gait every day.
8: That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to go around tomorrow when I go to the grocery store. I'm going to walk around like a fucking chicken, like all the way there, just in case, you know, just to throw it up. And then the day after maybe do a penguin walk just to switch shit up a little bit on them. Fuck that. Thank you, John. You you just gave me intel and fuck with their shit from now on.
9: Yeah, like one day you walk with like a slight limp on the right and then the Damn slight right? limp on the left. Every day just change it up And you're gonna get good with makeup.
8: You're gonna see me do Shakira all the fucking way to What
9: one day one day I'll I'll be moonwalking everywhere.
6: Yo, the lunch lady walk. I'll do a crab walk. Shit's crazy,
11: man. This reminds me of something I saw on YouTube. Someone's making fun of... <laughs> this is so bad, I shouldn't be saying it. Someone's making fun of blind people. Someone's like, yo, this is mad respect, Disrespectful. Wait until the blind community sees this. That's horrible, man. I said that because, like, you know, what if you don't Because you're horrible. Shit That's <laughs> why
8: the fuck you said that. <laughs> but it was funny. So I'm horrible, too. We're some horrible-ass motherfuckers. Zotto, you are wrong. There are some horrible-ass people in Bitcoin, buddy. I'm sorry to disappoint Bitcoin, Bitcoin bomb, you're so racist.
9: You know, I had not even thought about people in wheelchairs. Oh, wow.
6: Yeah. Ableist, I mean. Sorry, my bad. My apologies
1: to all the, all the uh, language police.
6: Well, you you could, you if you're in a wheelchair, you could actually like change your speed, (laughs) John.
8: We're all going Don't to going to, me We're me go all to hell, gonna be there fucking remembering this joke about the time John said some assholes <laughs> shit after Miqbaw. See you there, gentlemen. Well,
9: 22-22.
6: I hope the CCP has changed their ways. The CCP will be like a small
1: militarized group. Basically, they've they've taken over Tibet. They they only exist in Tibet at this point. They've kind of like blocked off all the access to the to their kind of like they pulled up in the mountains, and they have a lot of Bitcoin. And they figured out how to mine more Bitcoin somehow up in the mountains. And and that's kind of it. They just like that's just like how they end. That's the final stage. They're clinging
6: on to power in the last possible way, um, but they're no longer. Yo, Moses, what's up with the maple syrup? This is the world's most uh, liquid asset. It's
1: easily divisible. You can measure it in milliliters. Send it to your friends. You know, it's great. And there's only 21 million maple trees, so
9: it's it's literally liquid. It pours. Nice. It's a limited, uh,
6: limited asset.
9: Very rare. There is no other liquid asset more liquid than
6: it's only one. So second best. Maple syrup cartel. I actually like crazy. the way you did that. The whole maple syrup barrel with the Bitcoin on it. Yeah, yeah. I put it, I put it up for uh, in a white with a white background. It's a super easy copy and pasting. It's up there somewhere on my feed.
9: so you you mentioned um I guess it sounds like you're you might be a part of a tribal nation from just how you were describing some things is that is that is that something that I can talk about or
1: yeah i'm uh I'm Mohawk by lineage
3: so
9: cool cool i uh, i have a i th- i I think I've traced my Native American to Comanche and in Texas, because of my cross-reference between the um, uh, DNA, uh, what's that? What's that website with the the tree? I guess it's a it, family tree, or is it? I forget the name of it. It's one of the main ones, and it was able to map my Native American DNA in certain parts of Texas, and so then I and during certain periods of time and so then i i i took that data and i i went over um forts that had been attacked all across those those areas and they were a combination of apache and comanche but mostly comanche that's pretty cool dude you find you have you find
1: like uh, your grandparents or anything like that like can you trace it back
9: see i i have no like like i'm not like um there's a lot of native american in texas and so you don't you don't just look at it and go like oh look i have a like <laughs> you can tell people people are native american or you just look at them they don't look Native american it's not like it's not like a in, in and not to criticize you if you're blonde and blue-eyed but i've seen plenty of people with blonde and blue-eyed and then they, <laughs> his, his, his name is like his name is wolf like wolf something or 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 bear paw or whatever you're like hmm. wolf thing Son of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't have I don't have any any pedigree. I don't have any Native American name. All I know is just my DNA says so, and and the historical record says so on what what tribes were here. Awesome.
2: John of Reed.
9: Call me. Uh, what, what's a good What's a good uh, Native American uh, name with with Bitcoin?
11: Sitting Sats. Standing Nakamoto. <laughs>
6: sitting Sats. I like that one. Sitting Sats.
9: <laughs> Actually, just just the phrase stacking Sats. Uh, there you go. Like that's that could be just a name
1: right there. It yeah, could have like uh, bundles of bundles of Sats. They like they used to say plenty of fats. So you could say plenty of Sats.
11: Mm. Yo, you said you were from the Mohawks, right? Fucking cool crazy. though. When I was a kid, we used to have this TV show back home where it used to be like the French and the English and they used to fight the Mohicans. Like, that's how they said it, right? You know, Is like, that normal?
1: else?
11: Yeah. For? Yeah, shit, bro. We used to we used to defend the Mohicans. I literally had a born arrow at home, bro. I was running around and shit, you know?
1: Yo, Indians and Cowboys used to play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, there's a crazy history that people don't even realize. Like, the whole history of America and all that shit, man. It's pretty wild. Um, The founding fathers, like, the whole Declaration of Independence and all that shit, like, they were, like, they were actually close friends with, like, like many, many Mohawk, many other Native Americans, but um, specifically the Haudenosaunee, like the great law of peace heavily influenced the uh, Declaration of Independence. And they had many chiefs sit in on the writing of it and kind of give advice um, because the 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 Mohawk, led by the Mohawk, led by Joseph Brandt, but many of the Haudenosaunee sided with the British and we lost to George Washington. So we actually don't have access to our homelands anymore in the way that we we would have. We got driven up to Canada
9: you know i I was listening to a podcast with Joe Rogan and he he had Graham Hancock on, and he was talking about how <laughs> old mm. how, how old humans are uh how 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 long humans have been in the americas and and we're talking about over a hundred thousand years ago, possibly yeah we have flood stories and everything man it goes it goes way back. There was a great, there was a great flood. I think more evidence is showing it, where there was a actually, a, you know, during during one of these ice ages, this this huge wall of ice that was somewhere in North America, Canada or or the northern part of America, and then something happened. I'm not sure if it was if it was a meteor or maybe just it got warm enough and it just opened up and flooded. Uh, the the northwest part of America. As, there's more and more evidence showing that, and it's fairly conclusive now.
1: Yeah, I think I'm the com- mounds, like, they go back so far that, like, some of the stories say that the mounds were, were just keepers of the mounds. There's pe- like, peoples or species here before us that built those mounds, and we just keep them. Like, it's crazy, man. The stories go way
6: back.
9: Mm. Yes. Sounds like a. Uh, Lord of the Rings
6: mythology. The giants <laughs> made the mountains. Graham Graham Hancock went into great
10: detail. Actually, um, I, I haven't I've I haven't seen a bloke that went into that much detail than Graham Hancock.
9: Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> I, I I also like like the stories or the mythology. Uh, of, 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 I, I heard someone say something What about Michael Tessarian? No, I don't I'm not familiar with him You don't know So, 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 someone, so someone mentioned something that really caught my attention
7: <clears>
9: There's <throat> a guy on, on, on Twitter Spaces that's by the name of Jamie and he was mentioning that Mediterranean well the word Mediterranean is, is, translates to just Middle Earth Tolkien was a big fan of history mm. linguistics wrote, wrote lord of the rings and mm. there was a there, there's more and more evidence showing that at at one point the mediterranean was was very low in its in its sea level uh which means that you know like italy and and, and all and everything that touches you know, the mediterranean was more expanded uh into like inland in, into the sea so the sea was much much smaller and there are all these cities and so there's evidence of cities all across, um, ringing the the Mediterranean. So it could be that some of those landmasses o- almost show up as islands in the middle of the Mediterranean. Hence Middle Earth, and and there was there was in the stories and mythology of of Tolkien, there there are the um, the, the the Numenorians, and and they they were a very advanced human civilization that in Tolkien, in the Lord of the Ring times, they were they're ancient. That they're they've long, you know, been extinguished. And the and there's this island that was there that was that was destroyed by the gods. And it, it, it kind of almost feels like they're describing maybe this this idea of Atlantis, right? So if it's if these Atlanteans were ancient humans that were that were just, you know, um a lot more civilized than we think. There's more more evidence showing that this thing, you know, we have Göbekli Tepe, twelve thousand BC, and then we've got the, the Sphinx, which which could have been more than twelve thousand years old. Now you've got these cultures that collapsed, and so I love that the idea that Tolkien's touching uh, on these possible civilizations that died and and they were once prosperous, and now
4: they're gone.
6: Yeah, there was a guy that rove, uh, rose. The 12, the 12 Earths, his name was, what was his name? Um, He wrote the 12 Earths. Apparently he wrote a system from the, the initial laws. What was his name? I'll find it. I'm a bit drunk tonight. Sorry guys. Um, I'll find it Oh no we have a
9: <laughs> We have a, a a new a new guest here. His name is his name is his name is, his name is Raybon. And he is the he is the fat, the fat Michael Saylor. Sorry guys.
1: Fat Michael Saylor. What what is your predictions for two
4: hundred years from now, twenty two, twenty two? What does it look like? Well, I'll be a couple miles out to sea. We'll be fishing, you know. We'll be on the ninety footer, probably probably celebrating. There'll be fireworks and DMT. We'll be we'll be talking about time and the future and, and exploring space and probably still talking on talking shit on Elon because you know he's autistic. He's got the autism. So he doesn't really get it, which is still very funny to all of us.
6: We'll be out on the yacht. Yeah, that's what'll we'll be happening.
1: So, like yachts, it looks like uh, like world basically.
4: Well, yeah. If you're going to be on, I'm, I'm trying to actually figure out actual Michael Saylor voice, and it's not easy. It's very, it's very hard to um, to do. Like I just do southern Michael Saylor because I think it's funny that. MicroStrategy is based in Virginia, I'm pretty sure. So I figure, I'm like, uh, I'll do Virginia. Like, you know, he, 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 he talks like a New Yorker, though. Mm-hmm, very much. He's, he's D.C., Virginia kind of vibe, if anything. I think he's not yeah. from there. I think he's originally from Ohio or something. But then I do like your Roscoe Pico train
9: uh, version of him. Well, you know, you got to get
4: efficient. You know, I figure I, I'll hold on to these billions in Bitcoin, and, you know, one day it'll turn into a pretty penny. I fucking
9: I'll,
6: love this
4: guy. I'm going to walk up to Warren Buffett's grave, and I'm going to pee on it. I'm just going to piss all over Warren.
9: What about uh uh Peter Schiff?
4: <laughs> I'm Peter, so drunk. Peter's going to get pissed by while he's alive, and I'll be pissing in his mouth saying, Peter, Bitcoin's at 150000 Peter, USD. What is that, Peter?
9: Gold goes to zero. I mean, yeah, he said it's going to zero. I trust Peter. Peter is the 1%. You know?
6: <laughs> How do you uh, yeah. how do you plan on
1: living till 22, 22? Do you have some sort of like Michael Saylor ace up your sleeve? What kind of connections do so you have to strategy. BlackRock? Me,
6: I've
4: got a strategy. Yeah. So I, I call my Rothschild cousins every every fifty or sixty years they throw up these injections <laughs> and they stick me in the leg and then I live another fifty years and you know it's a good point. <laughs> like so, a vampire.
2: So you're actually like pretty <laughs> old then.
4: Yeah, I mean, I figure that's how Michael Saylor, you know, he thought, well, what are you gonna store for a hundred years? Like this guy is obviously like some sort of like dynastic, like uh, <laughs> lizard alien kind of guy. You know? All <laughs> he, he, He's he's
9: obviously a, like vampiric. He's been around for already for five hundred years. If you were gonna, gonna
4: store a hundred
6: years, would you do it? Yeah, I mean, it's,
4: it's taking both, over my, the world. I think I think I really like the Saylor jokes because it, his his kind of like uh, his context and the crowd he's going after is initially felt so foreign to me because it was so fringe before he came around, and it's like it's so funny because he's he's like the, the golf course version of Bitcoin. Like, um, I don't know, but he has the ethos of it down. I mean, he, I I, I think he's a he's a <laughs> net good thing. It's so interesting, but I like making him fat and from Virginia the most. <laughs>
6: It's going up forever.
4: Yeah, my weight's going up forever. That's the the idea.
6: Michael Saylor's lifespan is going up as long as Bitcoin is. So what were you guys looking for before I arrived in here? The keys of wisdom and
4: understanding. Oh yeah, the Enochian keys. Let me break them out. I think it's the last keys of Solomon. I read that on my yacht last year. Whoa, whoa. oh yeah, at night backyard guide to the night sky. Hold on. Pacific Coast Highways. Buddha walks into a bar. Nope, none of these. Hold on. <sighs> Sorry, Sailor. cute. Sailor is also the um the most the most sort of like conspiracy sort of not cause i I hate to say conspiracy, you know but like, uh, no, with, but, Bitcoin, with Bitcoin world, he is the number one like who the fuck is
6: this guy but no yeah. How much cocaine do you think Michael Saylor imports from I'm Colombia
7: wow.
6: <laughs> That's a big question.
4: Um, he, he, he Does he pay he paid paid for it in Bitcoin? Do you think
1: Michael Saylor pay, sells Bitcoin
4: for like cocaine? Oh yeah, you know he's got a moon wallet. He's going back to the Caribbean and, and making deals. No,
9: no, no. He he doesn't. He he, he has he he, <laughs> he borrows against <laughs> it, takes that money and go uses that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not giving away Bitcoin to no drug dealers. He gonna just he'll, just he'll just he'll just he'll just like ship them like a, a pallet of cash.
6: <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got some debt cocaine, like hardcore.
4: Mm. I think he's got it down. When people this this thing lately, when people say that uh, getting on zero fiat, I'm like, I, I I understand that, but I'm like, no matter what country you live in, you need to live in that country. So, like. To me, it's like I I I guess it's all is it all about Doctor, it the point of playing it my favourite playlist. Sorry.
6: Your playlists. What, playlists? what other thing is I'll close the my
4: chat off. Is the point of uh like not not this people say getting on zero fiat? And I'm like is is the dollar number or the, the euro number or whatever it is, it's like well, that's a it's it's noble but it's like man other
6: than credit and debt i guess that's really the only way like uh for me i try to i try to like
1: do everything in bitcoin if i can and like build networks outside of anything that even exists on bitcoin like for example i like get hay from for like goats for from like a neighboring farmer and i pay him in sats for it right like I figured out different little things like that you can do to just kind of move Bitcoin around KYC free amongst your plebs in real life and just kind of try to carve yourself
4: out of the whole system as much as possible by building what wallet these little do you like networks. To recommend you know? to people because I go with what I, I recommend to someone like that when I want to trade it with them, I get them into it with Moon Wallet. Yeah, I think yeah, me just... too. Yeah, it works great. Hell yeah. That's, that's, I feel like that's, that's the easiest one to go with, but that's, it's okay. on, it's on chain and it's lightning. I think like that's the way, that's the way to get someone into it because it's to give them a little bit of it and they, they see it and see how it works. And a it
1: separates bit. it from money or from Fiat, sorry. It separates them from Fiat and puts it in the true role of money, which is like, basically like, um, like it, it they're exchanging value for bitcoin they're not they're not exchanging money for or or coupons or fiat for, for for money
9: yeah it's very cool
6: it's a it's a bright future like like going to farmer's markets for example
1: and like getting all the vendors on moon wallet just as like a start you know like like optimally they would run their own nodes and everything but just like a way to like kind of be like hey check this out you can accept payment for these eggs right now boom let's go it's such a good introduction to just give them some (laughs) yeah it takes like what 20 seconds to download an app if they got decent internet and then like another like
6: probably take them less than three minutes from like start to finish The so a good thing to do
4: that with is like if you go out to eat somewhere and pay, try to pay the restaurant. That's like it's. I've done that before, and that works.
6: Like leave a tip for the waitress in uh, in Bitcoin. Yeah, absolutely. That's the first attempt.
4: <laughs> but that's something I don't really ever. I, I did that once, and then was kind of like just steered away from that because I'd I'd rather keep it amongst people I know. yeah
1: isn't like Um, isn't the u.s uh like with you guys have strike so you can pretty much just
4: on point of sale turn everything into fiat yeah really strike is cool for that very much strike it strike is a game changer but i i haven't really found like used it my my personally is that much i mean i've I've used it to pay a couple of my friends but when it with raw bitcoin i've just stuck with moonwallet when it's, like, for me, it's, like, a friend watches my dog or uh, any anything. It's, like, that's – I keep it amongst friends. I like the, the non-custodial sort of nature of Moon Wallet. That it's, like, you download this app, like, your app store on your well, – whoever knows you have this. But, like, me sending it to you doesn't really tie it to your name. So it's a good – It's a perfect hot wallet. Yeah. it's a, I feel like it's such a good intro because it's not it's not – you're putting in your information, and it's not a bank account. And it's such a good – I somehow it came back to me while again, but yeah. But strike, strike is fucking cool. Strike is really cool. Strike shows that you can send a dollar to a friend, like well, I could send one dollar, and there's no no fee along with that or something. It's like it's definitely the future.
6: I
11: can't believe. you yeah, can ask you something. Fucked. Are you in Canada? Raymond, can I ask something, bro. On one of these spaces, I remember that you were talking about. You're gonna get permission from your local uh, government for the mining. How does that work
4: out? They are all mentally retarded, and they don't they don't use their brains. So they end up not. The bureaucracy kind of compounds. It starts with one bad brain, then you get a factor of ten bad brains, and then nobody gets it, and you get nowhere. You can wear a suit if you want. You can you can make a you know, but it doesn't matter. They're they're dummies. You should have pulled the Michael Saylor voice. That would have worked, man. Uh, now listen to me here, energy folks. You're trying to make money here, right? You're trying to sell people the wind and the water and all your fucking snake oil bullshit. Why don't you attach some actual fucking energy machines? I, I tried that was, You talk down to them. Condescend them. That, that works every time.
0: By <laughs> the way, I'm back. Did you guys solve the next 200 years yet?
9: Almost. Hey, Raybon, I sent said, I said you a direct Almost. message. Check it out.
0: Okay. All right. Let me, let me roll a joint and I'll join you guys in about five, 10 minutes.
1: Hey man, we got 200 years. Take your time. What other asset are
4: you going to hold for those 200 years? That's the real question.
1: Ethereum, bro. Nothing else.
4: Oh my God. I saw a video, a picture yesterday. It was a very unflattering photo (laughs) of Mark Cuban saying he's an Ethereum maxi. It was just like, it was this dumb moment. Like I felt, like I, I normally feel like I'm, I like have, you know, conviction around Bitcoin and like, day, for some reason it just infected me. Like this guy is such a clown. Like I don't even care about Bitcoin right now. I feel like such a fucking clown just for for witnessing this and like being a part of this in some way. It was just like, oh, Mark Cuban, Ethereum, Maxi, like
3: you got to be fucking kidding me. I, I love on.
9: the uh, I love the videos of. <laughs> Of uh, Ether- the Ethereum CEO uh, d- digging deep
4: uh, up his nose for the uh, hard fork. It's Ethereum mining at its best. Isn't the mining about to go away? What a slap in the face to anybody who did that for them. or I made mean, money on it even. It's just like, ugh. that's going away, I think. They're no longer mining.
9: Yeah. yeah. That. Ouch. Although they, they have nodes, I guess. It's
4: so silly. It's so silly. It's such a slap in the face to, like, anyone who's, like... like, Especially when I thought of it, the latest, like, the new low for Vitalik was when he was, like, criticizing El Salvador. Like, that to me is, like, okay. This guy is just a complete dis... like, sociopath scammer.
6: <laughs> yeah, the, the whole,
9: the whole, uh... Like nerd front I'll bet at home he's, he's just like, he's like a normal boy. guy yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> but he, he puts he puts on this this facade of like look at me I'm, I'm boy genius
6: what mm. Alexa play the sexiest music you know
8: you can play this you might like sexy pop on Amazon Music <laughs>
6: Alexa Alexa Stop playing bitch music and play some dude you're making this one go off. Sorry. I hate this stupid thing. It's terrible. Alexa. You can sort yourself up, bitch. Sorry, bro. Every time you say Alexa, this stupid C, stop.
9: Alexa, add ice cream to my list of food.
6: <laughs> Man, my this one started playing the same song yours was because you commanded it to Alexa, sell all my Bitcoin.
4: That was an incredibly good shanty song. I, I'm sorry, I, I sort of muted it in between in time, but man, incredible. Incredible sailor sailing song.
9: Yeah, so I, I sent Ray on the, uh, the uh, Bitcoin Minstrel. Did, is that what you're talking about, or is it some other song?
6: If you haven't heard of him,
9: look up on Twitter or even on YouTube Bitcoin Minstrel. And he's got a whole series of songs, sung in in this minstrel way, uh, I guess the uh, the old English way. And he has one about Michael Sailor, um, has one "Have Fun Staying Poor," just goes on and on. It
6: just it's hilarious. My favorite Sailor one is definitely just the Interstellar. Yeah, that's the best one. Mine is the Forever Laura remix. I haven't heard that one. I want it as, like, my alarm clock. Alexa, play Forever Laura. You gotta do the remix, though. Clever on Amazon Music. What the fuck? That's how Stop. Creepy things. Spies on everything. Sends it all to Mr. Bezos.
7: <clears throat>
9: yeah, you know that. Um, the all those all those Alexa boxes are gonna are gonna be networked together like a mesh, without your consent. So that all their drivers can have internet without having the internet it's gonna just connect to all the mesh network.
6: Man, I didn't even get Alexa. like I skipped that whole thing. I was like, "Nope
0: not having any uh Amazon microphones in my house.
9: I just prefer a good guy man. I prefer Apple microphones in my house.
6: Yeah, there's
0: no. Yeah, I guess uh I guess uh, they're all listening and here anyway.
1: How do you allow yourself to be analyzed by Twitter's AI for several
6: hours each day?
0: Yeah, and get rug pulled like last night.
6: When we it's funny cuz we're all like
0: on our different substances and we all got paranoid it's hilarious. <laughs>
6: Yeah, I wonder if we could like, call a room the Silk Road and just start talking about it and how long it would last.
9: Well, maybe I should risk it, but I felt like it got pulled right when I was talking about <laughs> the, uh, the Weatherman Underground organization. They, uh, they, had, they had broken out Timothy Leary from prison back in the day. And when I was talking about that, it just, it just went away. So it could have been that.
0: Yeah, we were talking about what the Free Ross movement last night, and I think you brought that up. And then it went, and I was like,
6: shit. <laughs> well, it did get Why? pulled. It did get pulled. Good. So we can talk about the Weatherman and the Underground. Okay. Continue.
9: So, yeah, so if you're ever curious about th- these, uh, these young, these young little communists that lived uh, during the '60s, they started this movement called the Weathermen. And the it was Weathermen, the, yeah, the Weathermen. It was the underground, and these guys were official United States terrorists, and they were setting off bombs in various buildings, government buildings. They were uh, they were hiding out for a while, and they were like heroes, like they they you know to to the the young people in the 60s and and they went and broke out they went to they went it to this prison where timothy leary was and they broke him out and they yeah i can hear you
0: yeah i mean it's so funny because like over on you know instagram i'm doing the activism over there and like all the drug dealers are over there dealing so i'm like how how are they monitoring all that shit? I mean, I'm looking at, like, the the mushroom circle, the mushroom network, and I'm, you know, making sure that I have suppliers if I want to create a, a, you know, basically a location where, you know, we can do psilocybin safely. I don't want to grow at all, so I'm just like, okay, I want to be connected to the growers. And there's some amazing growers, and hopefully we'll get decriminalized, but, like, I mean— I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, just because I'm an activist, I've got like, a, I, I get hit up for drug deals almost daily, you know, and it's just like, wow, like, are they monitoring? I mean, is big tech really, you know, wh- where where are they on that? On on,
1: There's back doors on to everything, that. and like, prob- most police networks just like monitor stuff, and they, like, in, in most cities, like, the cops know what's up and they know who's who, and they like, generally know, like, the underworkings of the underworld. They kind of understand who everyone is and who all the players are and they just like allow a like, certain amount of things to happen and then they just kind of like pick and choose and like it's like selective enforcement right that's like what that's what goes on in every every industry of everything that's why you can like pretty much buy your way out of anything but um <clears throat> that, that's kind of just what happens They they kind of know most everything and like even if you have burner phones and this and that like they still like have a pretty good idea of what's going on it's not too hard for them to figure it out they have back doors to all of it <clears throat> hmm. well,
9: where is civil and legal
6: what states I don't think it's illegal anywhere just maybe Washington I'm not too sure Decriminalize, you'd know that. Oh, she moved to listening. She lost her connection. I don't think it's legal anywhere, though. What's interesting is it's really... uh,
9: Wait, it's not illegal or it's not legal?
1: It's not legal, I don't think, anywhere, but it's one of those things that's so hard to control. And so easy to grow for the most part, comparatively to other drugs. Like you can kind of, it's easy to distribute and grow. That I don't know. For years, I know people that like the cops don't even like look at it. If you have mushrooms, they just kind of like laugh. Like they're like, "Oh,
6: you got mushrooms." Like, ha! Huh, it's not really like, yeah, they don't really care about it for the most part. But that's just been my experience. Weird. Well. I shut the space down.
4: It was fun. Off. Yeah, it was It's good good combo. Thanks for joining. All right. All mm-hmm. right.